Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Trigger happy, it's Monday, good evening. Don't know why I mentioned the name of Dom Jolly's um, television show there. I'm on the phone! Remember that? Yeah. I'm on the phone! No, it's really boring. Um, I've met Dom Jolly. Anyway, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. It's the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee. Catherine is in the studio. Whoop, whoop. Sam is there taking your phone calls. Uh, he'll take your calls. He'll call you straight back and he'll whack you on the air. And, um, you can call in about absolutely anything. Can I just say something slightly controversial? I'm going to take that silence to be a tacit approval of it. I'm saying nothing for the record. So this MP, Anne-Marie Morris, uh. she said Bre- I don't actually, Brexit is like an N-word in a woodpile. A very, very old phrase. A very old phrase. Okay, very old. Um, I probably heard my grandparents say it. I certainly know that when I, when I was a, a boy, there was a shade of brown. N-brown. Um, he hit a thing. She's an idiot for saying it, right? She's dumb for saying it. Of course she shouldn't have said, she shouldn't have said it. And it implies that she's massively out of touch with the rest of the world. And it's a stupid thing to say. But, 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 I don't, Coming from a white middle-class guy, I don't think it's the end of the world that she said it. We live in a, in a kind of society now where um, she's rightfully been picked up on it. She's rightfully been picked up on it. But um, people make mistakes. This is, a, this, it, it, this is a mistake. It's a mistake. She used very old-fashioned language. My mum, may God bless her, still talks about the pea shop, the Pakistani shop. She'll still say that. And I, you know, I, 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 I tell her off and I have a go. I, 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 yeah, but she's not in a position of authority over no, people. No, 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 exactly. Um, but I do think that um, a lot of people have seen this as an easy, oh, we're going to get her. And here's the thing. There are more impressive things, because I've done my research for once. There are more impressive things about Anne-Marie Morris to get her for than 
using that word. Right. Using that word. Um, I mean, she's she's a Tory, and she's quite a hard-line Tory. Let's just go through a little bit of Anne-Marie Morris's voting history, okay? Um, she generally voted against laws to promote equality and human rights. Two votes for, six against, one um, absence. Uh, almost always voted for reducing housing benefit for social tenants. Um, 12 votes for, zero against, five absences. Consistently voted against raising welfare benefits. Zero, four, five against. Consistently voted against paying higher benefits over longer periods for those unable to work due to illness or disability. Zero, four, 15 against consistently voted for making local councils responsible for helping those in financial need afford their council tax and reducing the amount spent on such support almost always voted for a reduction in spending on welfare benefits and almost always voted against spending public money to create guaranteed jobs for young people in the interest of fairness where's that from from twitter from twitter but i've looked it up those uh, i've checked the first three and they were accurate they were accurate. So have a go at her for her, um, we're not the BBC, we don't have to be fair anymore either. Have a go at her for her abysmal voting policy and her attitude towards people less fortunate than her. And yeah, pick her up for using a word that is a stupid, stupid word, right? It's a stupid word. Here's the thing. You want to know something? I've said the N word. I've said it. I've said it. Listening to Elvis Costello. Here we go. Listening to Elvis Costello's autobiography. He said the M-word. He talks about the time in the presence of Stephen Stills. He called um, Ray Charles, I I believe the correct phrase is, a talentless blind N-word. And he got into a fist fight with Stephen Stills, of all people, in a bar in America in the late 70s, I think it was. Maybe the early 80s. Um, and he, you, you, you listening to that bit. Yeah, he, he's in his defense yes. or his mitigation, yeah. not, yeah. not yeah. defense. Yeah. He was blind drunk. He no, 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 no. Didn't no, he say no. that? He doesn't know why he said it. No, 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 no. But the blind drunk thing, I'm not buying that. No, no, but he doesn't know that. why he would say something like that. Does he, he said it because he was angry and he, he, wa- he wanted to have an effect. That's why he mm. said it. But the thing is, I don't buy the drunk thing as an excuse. The thing is, though, he was full of remorse. You could hear the self-hatred in him as he's talking about it 35 years later and saying, I can't believe I said it, but I said it and I have to accept the responsibility that I said it and all of the weight and the baggage that comes with it. And I'm not telling you this. It's an incredible bit of the book. I'm loving the Elvis Costello audiobook. It's amazing. Um, and it, I mean, it goes on forever. And, um, he says, I'm not looking for sympathy by telling you that I, I did it and I have to put my hand up and say that I did it and I hate the fact I did it and it doesn't in any way adhere to my beliefs against people of different ethnicities or different colours or, 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 or whatever. Now, if this woman, Anne-Marie Morris MP, um, for Newton Abbott, is that a place? Mm. Now, I don't. I don't believe she's racist. I don't believe she's racist. I, I think, don't know. I think that's a. Ho- I don't even know what that that saying is. 
it's a horrible oh, it's image. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, well, it's a, it's a saying. It's a, it's a saying. I've, I've never heard that before. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. No, it no. It is a saying but that exists. But for that to trip off her tongue so easily, I so carelessly. Think, I don't think she's a racist. I don't think she's a racist. I think she's stupid. I think she's dumb. I think she said something that um, I bet she's regretting it now. And I don't know, you know, it is a phrase. Um, I've heard it when I was younger. I've read it. I've certainly read it in things I can't think where. Uh, that doesn't justify it. I don't, here's what I, here's what I get from her saying that phrase, right? What I get is I do not believe that she is a racist. I do believe she is massively out of touch mm. with society and where we are and words that are acceptable and words that are, that are unacceptable. That's what I believe. I can't believe she's got to that age in that position. Oh, she's a Tory... Without, without realising... She's a Tory MP for Newton Abbott. Uh, the pi- there's a picture of Newton Abbott there. But this was in a meeting. This was in public. It's a, Yeah, I know, but, 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 but she, it, it looks... I don't know where Newton Abbott is. Find out where Newton Abbott is. It looks very picturesque. It looks... You know, she, she will be in an enclosed... She'll be in a bubble. She'll be in a white, privileged bubble. Um, at where she will think that that is, um, that, that is acceptable to say that kind of thing. Uh, where is Newton Abbott? Well, I'm looking at a map of it and I can't oh. tell you. Hang on. Okay. It's near Torquay. There you go. Well, there you go. You see, there you go. So, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not particular. I guess I am defending her a little bit. So I'm certainly not defending the phrase. I don't believe she's a racist for, for, for one moment. She might be. She might be. I don't believe she is. I just think she is very old-fashioned and completely out of touch with society. That's it. That's what I think. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Patrick. Hi. Hello. Hey, Patrick. Hello. Well, I'm calling because Barry from Weston came to me and he said that he told you the story about a badger attacking me. On Friday, I believe. Well, and that then prompted the, that then prompted the conversation. That first of all, we're not convinced that badgers actually exist because no one's ever seen a live badger. But he told us that a badger jumped, climbed up you, jumped on your so- shoulder, and bit your ear. He didn't bite me. No, no. Well, basically, let me retell the story because did did a badger climb up you and jump on your shoulder? He, he jumped onto my shoulder. He didn't climb up me. Okay, so a badger jumped on your shoulder and bit what part of your body? He did not bite me, no. I. So what, he just sat on your shoulder? No, he jumped onto me and then I had I punched him off and run. You, you can imagine I was scared, so well, I punched him off. Well, of, a, of a badger? Yeah, well, basically. So as I was walking down the road, it was, kind of, it was dark, it was half ten. So I was walking back from work. Right. And... I was walking through this alley that has, like, a fence, and... And is it known... Is this alleyway known for badger muggings? <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Uh, not... Doesn't have that reputation. No. So, uh, basically, I was... Uh, when I was entering the alley, a rat just ran across the road, a rat or a mouse, basically, uh, and what? I thought that was strange, okay, so... I, I didn't think that would happen, anything similar would happen, so I kept walking. Well, you didn't, th- you, surely you've seen mice run in front of you before? Yeah, yeah, okay. I have. Okay. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't think twice of it, so No, I don't walk- think twice, Mara, it's only, uh, mouse. Well, yeah, like, what, what is Why, it? Why, hang on a minute, if we heard this story on Friday, 
And it's yeah. a far, it's a very far fetch story, Patrick. Why are we hearing it again on Monday? Well, because Barry came to me and uh, asked me to come on here and con- confirm it or t- retell you the story because you didn't believe it. I don't believe it. And uh, But you, and, uh, unless you have, um, uh, Barry wasn't there, was he? No, no, right. he wasn't. What I need to um, believe this story is, I need either photographic or video evidence. I'd possibly accept... A, 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 an audio recording, or we need a witness. Can you provide any of those four things, Patrick? Quite frankly, no, because it was at night. I was not expecting that to happen. Right. Recording. Right. I wasn't taking pictures and no. ran, so I, I didn't think of taking No, pictures. no. So you're just going to tell the same story that Barry told us last week, and and by your reckoning, me hearing a story twice makes it true. Well, you know, I can't make you believe it. I'm no. Here to, I'm here because... And I don't I, think yeah. you will make me believe it. But well, carry on. Well, basically, that's all that happened. When I was walking up, I had heard, like, a hiss or something, and I thought it was some dog or anything like that. I turned out, I well, I looked, and as I was turning my head, it jumped onto me. I punched it off. And I ran down the road. Hang on a minute. You punched... It. Hang on a second. Suddenly this got exciting. You punched a badger off. Well, I just punched it, like, and it fell off. You oh, punched off. him. How... D- and, and then I, I'm imagining, as you were running down the street, this was going through... Uh, this was going through your head. <laughs> I mean, this this is um, this is a story of um, two bits of music, really, isn't it? It's it starts off with um, oh, I wish I, one day I'm going to sort my computer out. So so it starts off with then the badger jumps on you, you punch it off. And suddenly in your head, you got this. Is that basically what happened, Patrick? We're excluding the music. Yeah, well, okay, well but, but, and what does it feel like to punch a badger? Well, they punch it over. I just, like, what, what does it feel like? It yeah, but what, does, is, what does it feel like to punch a badger off? I'm not really sure what you're asking me. And what I'm asking you is, what did it feel like to punch a badger off? Like, nothing. Like, I was scared that it might bite me or scratch me or something like that. Okay, so, but, but, did you not, did you not, later on that evening, look at your fist and go, I punched a badger off? No. Hang on a second. Barry! Barry! Jesus, I'm losing the will to live with this bloody badger story. Ian, this guy is a really regular nice guy. He sounds like a a fantasist, a sexual fantasist. He punched a badger off. No, no, he's he's not, Ian. I think you've been a bit unfair with the guy. I mean... What? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Why don't you told him to phone up my show? I said to him that I'd recounted his story to you, which I did. Yes. 
And I thought you sort of just sort of poo-pooed the whole idea. Yes, you I said did. you'd never even seen badgers. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a quite common sight to see badgers. We had, we had no one phone in and say they'd seen a badger. Alive well, you one. had one guy say that they were appearing from out of the sky with motors and all Yeah, exactly. Badgers. No one phoned in and said they'd seen a badger. So we have no actual evidence that badgers exist. We have even less evidence that this fella punched a badger off. Well, anyway, if there's listeners... Jeez, don't... You know, they think this is a feasible story, and they've seen things. Obviously, it would be nice if well, they Barry, in. Do you re- do you really want to take this to a public vote? Do you really? Uh, yeah, because I think right. this is a. Th- th- Here we this go. Is, this is one hell of a nice yeah. guy. He's least, yeah, 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 sure, but I don't believe the story. Here we go, dear listener. Do you believe Patrick had a badger? Just remember, a badger. Jump on his shoulder. How tall are you, Patrick? Uh, five eight. Okay, so you, you are you are tiny. So, do I you believe? A badger. Would you like me to send it? Because my friend, what? He saw a badger. He's got a picture of a badger, so I can. T- I well, can pictures. T- well, photographs don't count because it just could be a toy or a cushion. Are you so, serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I've never seen a badger, a live one. Well, I, I have, and my friend has. Well, I apparently, one jumped on your shoulder and you punched it off. Yeah, but, okay, you don't even believe badgers exist. I'm, I, I I'm, didn't I'm say not... that. I said I'm not convinced badgers exist because I've never seen a live one. I can, I can show you a picture. A picture's nothing. I, that is, a picture okay, is a picture, a live badger. They... So you've got, one, a witness from me. I've got a picture. I don't believe you. Who's sort of, sort of I'm not going to believe your mate who's got a picture. Well, what do you want? I want I want to touch a live badger. Here we go. Look, Barry wants to put this to a vote, right? So, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll run this up until um, half eleven. So there's an hour and ten minutes. Do you think, dear listener, that um, Patrick had a badger jump on his shoulder and then he punched it off and ran away, or do you believe it's bullshine? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How's about that, Patrick and Barry? Yeah, can I say one thing here? No, because um, we're late for the break. Oh, 344-499-1000. The Late Night Alternative with me and Leon Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can listen to us online at talkradio.co.uk. You can listen to us on DAB. Or, of course, why don't you download the Talk Radio app? I do it just so I can turn it off at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. Shouldn't have blocked me on Twitter. Um, well, tonight's talk has uh, ranged so far in the first 23 minutes, um, from the N-word to Badgers. There's a John Lennon song we can't play because of the N-word. Woman is the N-word of the world. It's also not very good, is it? Oh, do you know what? It came on the other day in the car and I was singing along to it. It's, it, it's not brilliant. A lot of John Lennon songs, including Imagine, are, um... And working class hero and woman is the n-word of the world i like what he's trying to do he's trying to make a statement but um but i think i think his statements are very naive and imagine is a imagine is a nursery rhyme basically it's a nursery rhyme um, and uh, a woman is the N-word of the world. I was I was shouting it out in my car. Woman is the N-word of the world. 
If you don't believe me, take a look at the one you with. We make a paint of face and dance. It goes off into a good instrumental. I quite like it, actually. And his heart's in the right place. His heart's in the right place. Um, I don't think this woman is, is a racist. I don't think she's no, a racist. No, but she's not using that term to try and provoke no, some no, sort no, of No, 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 um, no. But then we've got people debate. on... Then we've got people on Twitter, right? On, we, then, then we've got people on Twitter, right? Hmm. What you're missing, Ian, says Dan Sparky... I think. What you are missing, Ian, I think. Thanks for telling me what I'm missing. What you are missing, Ian, I think, is there a, is there is a definite... So he's made his mind up already. There is a definite... All of these words are spelt wrong, by the way. What you are missing, Ian, I think is, there is a definite subconscious racism going on her here, even if not conscious... What you are missing, Ian, I think, is there is a definite subconscious racism going on here, even in not, if not conscious. Here's, here's an interesting philosophical question. If someone is subconsciously racist, but consciously not racist, does that make them a racist? I would have thought to be a racist... Let, well, let's, let's I thought there have been in. studies to suggest that we're all subconsciously racist and the, no, the challenge think- in life is to correct no, yourself. No, you're thinking of the song from Avenue Q. That's, that's where ah. you've got that. Um, yeah, yeah no, I think you're right. That we, we, are, we all have... The default position we is... We all have a tendency to um, get on with better and be more comfortable within people who look and think and sound like us. That's just kind of the thing. So I don't... I think if... If I were subconsciously racist, right, if, if subconsciously I hated, let's say, black people, right, subconsciously, how would that manifest itself? But consciously, through work, I had realised I was subconsciously racist, so I tried hard to correct, correct it. This is, this is, hate is a strong word. I wouldn't suggest that people... Racism is hate. Well, it's prejudice, isn't it? It's assuming things about Here other people. Here we go. And then, and, and then Cleo, right? Let's hope he doesn't phone in about it, because we've, we've... We'll be here all night. Yeah. Cleo says she is definitely... <laughs> this doesn't make sense, man! She is definitely racist for not knowing, therefore caring, how offensive the word and the term are. She is definitely racist for not knowing how offensive See, the word is. Here's the thing. I don't think you can be an adult these days and not know how loaded that word is. <sighs> I don't believe I, it. I don't believe it. I, I think there's a defiance hang in on. it. I, I do believe that in some example, some situations, people could be so isolated from reality. You know, I watched that prison film the other day with um, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And I can't remember. Here we go. I can't remember the name of the black actor in it. Anyway. About Will Ferrell going to prison, so he, it's it's quite a racist film. I thought. So he, Kevin Hart is the name, t- tiny fella. So he employs Kevin Hart because he assumes that because he's black, he's been to prison, right? And there's a really weird scene, right, where Kevin Hart says the only way you're going to survive in prison is you've got to align yourself. And Jerry Ray, Dom and Alan, I'll come to you. You've got to align yourself with the white supremacists. So there's loads of racial... You've got to align yourself with the white supremacists. Kevin Hart drives him 
to a white supremacist like clan meeting mm. and he says right what you've got to do you've got to go in there make them think you're a racist so that when you go to prison their people will look after you he goes okay how do i do that he said say the n-word and he's saying say the n-word he's not saying the n-word he's say the n-word will Ferrell said mm, mm, i can't do it he says no no go, go on say the M word. I, I'm going to give you a free pass. You can say it now, and it will. I can't do it. He says, "Right, okay, um, okay. What is that thing that makes your your leg bend?" He goes, "My knee." And what noise do dogs make? Grr. Say that. So Will Ferrell's walking around, going, "I'm not going." He's walking in, doing that, and. I like Will Ferrell a lot, I, and I watched it to the end because I just wanted to see how far they would go, and they, that, they went there. So he's saying, knee, and then he's going, grrr, with just the barest gap in between. Um, and I can imagine that, that's done for laughs, and I can imagine that in an American cinema where the word has a different, has different history and weight behind it. It's still an inappropriate word, but it's different, I think because of their more recent issues with with uh, with slavery well, and with civil rights yeah. and all of those things um I, 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 and i can i can imagine a cinema laughing at that and we talked didn't we we talked to um the guy from the bowery boys whose name escapes me at the moment um about films that we watched that me and him watched as children that you can't show on tv now for example the first police academy movie there's loads of gags about black people in there there's a bit where um the two white guys look and they see um um i can't remember any of their names the young black lady and they go there really are a lot of m words around here and then they turn around and see hightower the tall black guy and they go which is a good thing that's police academy Mm. silver streak with richard pryor and gene wilder where he blacks up um so I, I don't find it so far-fetched to believe that um, that a white mi- upper-middle-class Tory in in the southwest of England would not know that that word is inappropriate. I do, I do, well, I do, I well, really do. And I yeah, think yeah. the fact is that she thought she was in company that would let that comment go as well. I just, I, I find yeah. it staggering. Okay, okay. I, 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 and I'm not in any way, because I have to keep saying this. Now, maybe I won't keep saying it. No, I'm not going to keep saying it, and let's see where that gets us. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, because I don't feel I need to no. say it. So I'm not going to keep saying it. So let's see what people make of that. Jerry, Dom, Ray, Alan, stay there. I'll come to you in a second. 0344 499 is the telephone number. The N-word? And do badgers really exist? I mean, uh, talk about the heavy and the froth, huh? This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Big up yourself, Jerry. Jerry? Hello. Hello, Jerry. Just greetings. I'm Marie Morris's contribution to Parliament. Yes, Jerry. Voting record. I think it's more offensive. Voting is more offensive than language. Yes. Language is just words. Yes. But words, but words, well, the, the whole thing about sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I never bought, I never understood that, because wor- words, you know, words are my tools. I can, um, you know, they, you can hurt people with they words. They don't trust me, don't trust me, I don't care what people say. I know what, I, I don't care. But, she's, 
Racing horses in the home tonight? No, no, I just got creaky feet. Creaky feet. Right, name for a band. Oh, nice in bed again. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I my arm on some notes. That's uh, uh, sorry, badgers. Yes, badgers. I ran one over in my, yes. car, in my driving days. Out in front of me, I ran one over me. Well. Are you sure that happened, or did you just see the badger's corpse afterwards? Oh, I think so. It wasn't alive. It wasn't alive. It was I have, I have driven many, many, many thousands of miles. I have never seen a living badger, Jerry. I'm, I'm not going to buy into this badger myth. We are coming to Manchester on Saturday, July the 29th. In fact, we might be, we might do a show the night before at a listener's house. We should probably talk about that, Catherine. Yes. Thank Is that you. what's happening now? Yes, I think so. We will be in Manchester. There are tickets available. They are only £10 for our lunchtime show. Yes. Well, this is the one that I think is going to be tricky for you because I think it's upstairs. It's all right. I can provide miracles. I can do. I can miracle myself. I just. I just. I don't know the layout of this building, and I think it, we are upstairs in an old pub, Jerry. And I yeah. just think. It, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Let me hang on a minute. I'm just saying this because I. Well, I just think that you getting up those stairs is going to be nigh on impossible. Yes. All right. Well, all right. I've warned you, and but you know the show starts at one, and if you're not in your chair by one o'clock, we'll be starting without you, Jerry. I, I could. I did see convoy on telly last night. What? Convoy was on telly last night. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh no, I was driving back from Newcastle, listening to um, Elvis Costello's autobiography. Uh, just wanted to. Uh, yeah. That song that you played at the beginning. Yes. Sound like listening to the band a bit. It does, doesn't it? It's country, country style. Sound like listening to the band. Jerry, I'm going to I'm going to cut you off now. Okay, bye. There we go. Um, Newcastle was a triumph. And they're a success. And they're a delight. We'll play you a little postcard from Newcastle later on in the show. Six and a half hours from door to door uh, on Friday from me. Get leaving my house, picking you up, going all the way up to. Um, Hotel number one, um, six and a half hours, only five and a half hours on the way back. Boy, oh boy, at the end of that, I was very tired. Is that because the earth is turning in the way yes. we were driving? Yes, yeah. it is, it is, it is. Um, that is how that works. Let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Good evening, Ray. Badgergate. Yes. You didn't ask him enough questions. Go on. What, sh- what should I have asked um, this 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 badger I- imaginator? Huh? Badgernation. Well, actually, I, I, I've seen badgers on two separate occasions, but that's a different story. Um, you should, well, if he'd have said that it jumped from the ground onto his shoulder, then I would suggest that he was telling a fib. But yeah. if it was from, say, the top of a fence, then it could be plausible. Well, oh, well, hang on. How would the badger get onto the top of the fence? Does it? Can they climb up like rats yeah, and indeed got, cats? They, well, they're big, but they've got very sharp claws, so they yes. can use that to climb. Okay. Well, so you say. Yes. Yes, so you say. 
I've seen a badger. So you say. Where is the evidence? You've got video video recording of it? Have you? No, because, in fact, both times were before mobile phones. Right. Of course it was. Right. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Sunshine. You're an ex-copper. You know this is not evidence. Exactly. Well, I, I was hiding in bushes the first time I saw one. I'll, you talk to him, Kath, because I'm not buying a word of this. Right, you were hiding in bushes. Was this on police business or was this... No, no absolutely, of course. Otherwise, that would be a little bit off. Yeah, so h- hiding in bushes, very still, watching... Were you um, Were you camoed up? Did you look like a badger? No. No, I was just in, in dark clothing, watching watching a house. Right, you um, weren't enticing the badger. I mean, assuming there is such a thing as a badger, you weren't enticing it in any way because that would be illegal. Think. No, not at all. Sitting there very quietly, and it literally, I and mean, this was probably about quarter to eleven in the evening, and heard something ruffling to my right. Yes. Didn't think much of it. No. Yeah. And then it literally came within about. Did you days. take down its particulars? <laughs> Maybe I'm sick. No, I just rustled so so that it would go off, and it did. It just went off on its merry way. What's that noise? Just rubbing my chin a bit. Look, it's a bit itchy because the beard's coming back. Ooh, ooh, chilly recon. Ooh, Jimmy Hill. Jimmy Hill, may rest in peace. Absolutely. Why would I tell a fib about something like that? That's exactly what a liar would say. Exactly. You want to come on the show and you've got nothing interesting to say, so you're going to pretend to be one of the cool guys that seem one of these mythical badgers that everyone is apparently talking about, but no one's ever seen. No one's ever seen one. Never alive, anyway. No. And that bloke going, oh, I've got a picture of one. That his friend took. I I could Google pictures of badgers and it'll come up, don't mean nothing. Have you never seen them on the nature programs, though? I don't watch the nature programs. <laughs> Three letters: C G I. <laughs> you're as bad as him. Normally, you're the sort of you're the point, you're the reason reasonable person so, out of two. So, what does that say to you? I'm still that reasonable person. It's you this time. That's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Exactly, you are. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you see Incredible that. Incredible people. Cleo's got a boner. What? Cleo's got a boner on Twitter. Oh, dear. He's just, just calm down. This is the thing, right? It, uh, this woman said something. It's stupid and it was dumb. Um, but um, there's, like, more important things going on in the world. Yeah, we, yes, we should acknowledge it and we should raise our concerns about it. And we should definitely say, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, where are you going with DM word there? You can't have that. To me, yep. it's as if yep. it's as offensive. Yes. To- is if she'd said some a man had said something about women and referred to us as and I'm going to say the word so forgive me. What what were you going to say? Bitches. Whoa! I can say bitches, can't we? I know in America. Not in a flipping meeting when you're talking about your constituents. I've been I've said it in a meeting about you. Um. And to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise how loaded that word was. Now nah, you did, you did, and if you didn't, you're stupid. I'm not denying that she's not stupid. I'm not saying that for one second. I'm, I'm not denying that at all. She's but stupid. But also that she doesn't realise how loaded it is. Um, what was she's the f- a politician. What was the... F- well, I mean... But the just- N in the woodpile. Yeah, but what was the full quote? Well, because she's talking about... No, no, I want the full... Yeah. I want the run-up and I want the aftermath right, of that. A- let's, let's go for a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the run-up, we're going to have the line, and we're going to have the aftermath. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Before we go any further, David Badcock is messaging me on Facebook. Facebook. Told you not to add him as a friend. And he sent me a picture of a badger. And I've said, yeah, it's a picture. And he said, is that what we're doing? And I've replied, it's not evidence. It's not evidence. It's not evidence that badgers exist. It's a photograph. Anyone? Let me just send me a... That's a meerkat, you absolute plum. Go on, give us the quote. Give us the line. All right, here we go. Here, here we go. go. So here this we is, go. Uh, Conservative MPs had the whip suspended after being recorded describing the possibility of the UK leaving the EU without a trade deal as an N in the wood pile. Yeah. Okay, so she was... Um, Anne-Marie Morris, the pro-Brexit MP for Newton, Devon, made the comment at a Monday lunchtime meeting at the East India Club organised by an organisation called Politea. We used to own it. Now we get to the real N in the woodpile, which is, in two years, what happens if there's no deal, she was recorded as saying. Okay, Yeah, she was done to say it. That means um, the fact that is not being talked about or is people are trying to obfuscate around <laughs> i don't know how to i'm really trying to use the word obfuscate a lot but i don't really know how to put it into a sentence uh, but that's she what said it means the comment was totally unintentional um that's probably not that's that's possibly not true that's possibly not true i don't think i you, you certainly cannot from that ascertain as all the people on twitter are that she's a racist Everybody knows that that word is loaded. Yeah. That Everybody mean, knows that using that word is a, mean, is a political statement. No, it does. No, no, no. But I, I, here's the thing. I don't think everybody does know they that. They do. Some people no, insist on using no, it Catherine, you as cannot, a defiant thing. You cannot impose. How your, old is she? Hang on. How old hang is on, she? Let me finish speaking. You cannot impose your knowledge of that word on someone else. You are. No, but You're I'm, saying it can be used um, no, without meaning to cause offence? No, I'm not, I've not said that at all. I'm saying that, she, uh, that you cannot ascertain from that that she is a racist. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. I'm saying she must know that it is a loaded word. I and never I said don't she think, was racist. No, no, no. And I don't think that she does know that it's a loaded word. I don't think... I think it is except that, that there are people who do not know that that is a loaded word. You can't... She's born in 1957. She's so younger what? than my mother. I cannot believe that. So what? She lives in the South? Where does she live? Paynton in Devon, where's it? She lives in Torquay. Where's Torquay? Near, yeah, but she went to where's that Cornwall? She, Devon, but she went to Oxford. Doesn't mean anything. Oxford, you can she go was to born. Oxford. You can go to Oxford. Doesn't mean you can even. Bo- was... Let me finish speaking. You can go to Oxford, but it doesn't mean you can even iron a shirt or boil a cup of tea. It just means you know books. That's all that is. It means you know books. Doesn't mean that she knows. In, in fact, Oxford. How many black people were in Oxford when she was there? How many black people are in Oxford now? I would suggest not many. I you cannot, from what she said, extrapolate that she is a racist. I have never said. I'm not saying that you are. Okay. I'm talking about the listener. Okay. But also, you cannot say everyone knows what this word means. You can't because you, it's simply not true. There will be people. She may be one of them. She may not be one of them who don't know the weight of that word. And I suggest that a a woman who went to Oxford in the mid-70s and lives in Devon, a white Tory, is completely out of touch with significant developments in language and words. That's what I'm saying. She studied law. What does that mean? It means that she knows the power of words, surely. Yeah, but it doesn't... When was the N-word module? 
Oh, for heaven's sake! Ian. Wait, 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 when was the N word? N word has been offensive for for a hundred years. No, it hasn't. That's simply not true. Again, I refer you to the scene in Silver Streak that we would watch on Saturday afternoons at 5.45, where Gene Wilder, one of the best-loved comic actors, puts on boot polish, puts a a stereo on his shoulder, clicks his fingers and goes, I'm an M-word, I'm an M-word. And we laughed. But why was that supposed to be funny? It was supposed to be funny because it was a loaded word then. No, because he was in disgust. No, 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 no. There are so many 70s and 80s films where the N-word is thrown around like a comic word because it will get a laugh. It it, it wasn't loaded in that. You watch that scene, he is in disguise, and a black guy comes out and says, you ain't got rhythm, it's all about rhythm. And he goes, okay, I'm an N-word, I'm an N-word. The joke is he's pretending to be black. That's what made it funny in, I think that film came out in 1979. That's what made it funny. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Dom. Dom, never heard of him. Listen, that Barry's telling the truth about badges. Don't know how I know. Go on. Because my name's Bodger, and he got me right in the bloody nose. Thank you very so much. Look at the Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Him, him, him. Yes, yeah. yes. I would do a bit hole last night. Uh, it was good. We had Tony Robinson phone up. Literally the last... We did the, the, the little little podcast that we do. You can get them from iTunes and from Acast called The Rabbit Hole. Uh, me and Catherine. And we did it in Newcastle yesterday. And um, at seven o'clock, I was about to switch off and I was about to wrap it all up. And a withheld number appeared on the screen. I thought, the last call we've had has been so good. Uh, all right, I'll take it. It was Tony Bloody Robinson. Mow! Oh, mow! Yeah, look, I've got another couple of things for you. Yes? But think about badges, it's all a complete bullseye to me. Yeah, didn't it, Just? Yeah, and you were talking about the N-word. Yeah. I can name a 70s TV program that had racially offensive jokes. Well, you're going to say, um, Love Thy Neighbour or whatever it was. That was the one that started it all. Well, I don't think it's Love Thy Neighbour started racism. Yeah, you know, we can, we, we, we can name loads of things where they do. I mean, it doesn't make it right, but and it doesn't mean that it was necessarily right um, back then. Now, I've never seen Love Thy Neighbour, or if I have, I don't remember it. Directed, who directed it, Alan? I don't know, before my time, but... Oh, know, I'll Patrick tell you, do you know... Uh, Catherine, do you know who directed it? No. William G. Stewart, host of 15 to 1. Here we go. There and we go. The Price is Right as well. Y- yes, uh, yes, he was the producer of The Price is Right. Absolutely correct. Hosted by Leslie Crowther. Come on down! Oh, I loved watching that on a Saturday night. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Anyway, going back to Love by Neighbour... Yes. It starred Rudolph Walker... We now know as Patrick Truman from yep. EastEnders. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Those are these are facts. And I can relate a joke from that. Um, I'd rather not. Uh, it was the um, first reference on the race related board. Yeah, I'd rather not. We all know what Love Thy Neighbour was. There are some that argue that it was racist. There are some that argue that it was, it was funny. There are some that argue that it wasn't racist because the black person had the power over the racist white neighbour. I don't know. I've never seen it. So I can't, you know, I, I, I can't fall, well, maybe, I don't fall in either camp. some clips on YouTube to make up your mind. No, I don't. I've got, I've got better things to do than watch Love Thy Neighbour on YouTube. Okay. Thanks for calling. Um, I've got better things to do with my time. <laughs> I've got much better things to do. Um, Craig. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hiya. 
You're not causing another racist Ferrari, are you? Um, I think it's pronounced Ferrari. I think I was trying to do that word, yeah. Someone will complain to Ofcom. Make sure you make a note of today's date. Someone will complain, thinking they've heard something they haven't heard. You can't tell from what she said if she was racist or not. No. Like you've been arguing. But it is unacceptable to say nowadays. Yes, yes. Um, what's, with Bill Mayer in America, he got into trouble, didn't he? Who's this? Weeks ago. The comedian stroke TV host Bill Mayer. Who? Bill Mayer? Oh, Bill Mayer. Here's the thing about Bill, Bill Mayer, right? Who yeah. hosts Politically Incorrect, right? Here's the thing, right? He's been, he's, he's, he's been slagging off Muslims for years and years and years, right? And now he's kind of coming around to start slagging off Trump. Bill Mayer is a nasty piece of work who hosts uh, nasty, nasty shows who gets as far as he can up to the line of slagging off Muslims and other people without crossing that line. He's an SH1T stirrer and we don't need people like Bill Mayer. Yeah, he had to have Ice Cube on after he'd done it. And Ice Cube Did he? Is that the rule in America? If you say the N-word, if you're a white man that says the N-word, you've got to have... uh, Was it Ice Cube? Yeah, he was in NWA, so he's good on the N-word. Okay, well, it's the name of his pop group. Um, the he, ends he with attitude. Annoyed. He was getting annoyed with Mayer, and in the end he said, that's our word now, you can't have it back. Oh, for goodness sakes. I mean, uh, uh, you know. But it shows, doesn't it, whether you're left-wing or right-wing. Everyone on Twitter's just having a right-left-wing, oh, yeah, this woman said that. All right, brilliant, she said it. You call her out for it, definitely. But there are bigger battles to be won. You you, you are all being... Here's, here's what was making me angry, right? Is that people are being sidelined by something that in the great scheme of things, right, is not the most important thing in the world. It's some some MP from some... We didn't even know where it was that she's she's an MP for that has got has got no impact on most people in this country. While And while that, we're looking at that and we're ignoring the fact that we're getting totally stitched up over Brexit because it's going to be a terrible, terrible thing for the country with the head of Sainsbury's coming out going, well, yeah, of course, food's going up and after Brexit we're going to have more expensive food and less choice. And all these people are going, Brexit, is going to be an absolute car crash and we're worried because some woman we've never heard of said a word. Everyone's being distracted by it. It's easy targets, isn't it? It's, it well, yeah, and we're, people are right to call her out on it, but don't, you know, it's not the main prize. It's a little diversion, guys. It's a tiny little diversion. When was the last time you saw Theresa May, Craig? On Teddy? Yeah. Um... At the G20, when she was... Uh, Where? At the G20 with Trump. Right, and what did she say? What did she say? Oh, no, you never hear No, 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 no. Say. When was the last time that we saw Theresa May, our Prime Minister, coming out and addressing the nation? I'm struggling to think of... The general election was, I think, four and a half, five, five weeks ago this week. I'm struggling to think of more than... Two occasions since then, when she's come out and addressed us, I can't think. And since then, we've had blooming Grenfell. With the, with the, the whole general election was a farce. We've had Grenfell. We've had so many things happen. I can't think of when she last came. I've got no idea what Brexit is. I don't know what Brexit looks like. I don't know what it's going to be. At the moment, I'm worried it's going to be bad for me and my pocket and my kids, more importantly. But I don't know, because our Prime Minister is shit scared of coming out and talking to us. 
Exactly. And people are worried because some woman we've never heard of said a stupid, horrible, nasty word. They've learned because in the American election, Hillary Clinton didn't hold a press conference and Trump did what he did. They've learned that if you don't say anything, you can't get done for it. Exactly. She's our prime minister and she has got to be. It's hard. I need an out time, please, Sam. It is hard to think that we could get a prime minister worse than David Cameron. But boy, oh boy, we've got one. We've had the two most incompetent prime ministers that were certainly in living memory for me and probably in the last 50 years. And she has not come out and she has not said anything. That's what gets to me, is that we are being driven off the edge of a cliff about Brexit. Our prime minister has not come out and addressed us about the horrible events of Grenfell, about all the terrorist actors, all of that horrible stuff going on. We've got none of that. And people are worried because some women who I've never heard of and will never hear of again have uh, said something really, really stupid. It's true. It's a distraction. There you go, you see. It's a distraction. That's what it is. Thank you, Craig. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Paul, stay there. We'll come to you after the uh, the news. It's been a fiery first hour. I'm quite thirsty. You thirsty? No, is that a hint, though? Well, it's a hint for either you or Sam to um, make some magic make some magic fire water appear. I'm not thirsty because I've been drinking water all day. You have been and drinking water. Here's the thing. We'll tell you about Newcastle after the news. We had a brilliant, brilliant time, but there were an awful lot of meat. Oh, Both of us trying to lose weight. And uh, the, the, the amount of meat that we ate. And on the Sunday before the show, we're at the venue, the stand in Newcastle, and the guy said, do you guys uh, want something to eat? We went, no, nah, we're all right. We do a cracking roast, a roast dinner, you say, <laughs> cooked for us. And it was huge. I thought it'd be a Ponzi pub one. It was massive. I saw the bloke behind us on the table. I went, Struth, we should have got one to share. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're both trying to lose some weight now after failing miserably. Anyway, Paul, stay there. 0344 499 is the telephone number. You're listening to The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee. Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can call in about any of the stuff we're talking about or anything that grabs your fancy. The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Three four four, four nine nine one thousand. It's been a feisty first hour, dear listener. Um, we have talked about badges and we've talked about the M word, and never the twain shall meet. Here comes the refreshments. Thank you, Catherine. Can you check that the aircon is on? Because I tell you what, I am a sweating. No, it's not. It's ringing. What the heck? Jeez, who's been walking in here? Um, uh, can you explain? Let me find this tweet. Um, Nigel says, we can't say the N word, but you can say the B word, which is offensive to Christians. Which B word? Well, I don't know. It, doesn't, it just says the B word. Beelzebub. Well, what B words are there? Bitch? Mm-hmm. Why would that be offensive to Christians? I, I don't know. And I said it. Bastard? To Christian, not to Christian. Specifically to Christian. Nigel, could you, Nigel Greenwood on Twitter? Can you give me a little bit more informazioni, civu play, um, on on which B word you mean? And if you mean the B word I used, I used it to highlight the fact that that is a powerful word. And if you're talking but about your constituents, would, you've got to be careful about how you would, refer to them. Why would the B word be offensive to Christians? It wouldn't. If if that's what you mean, Nigel, we disagree. But give us a ring. I can't think of any. Um, uh, let's know, Nigel. Let's know, because I'm I'm um, um, intrigued as to um, intrigued to it. So we went to Newcastle, six and a half hour drive, all the way up. We listened to um, the Elvis Costello audiobook on the way back down. We listened to the Elvis Costello audiobook. It's still going. I thought it finished at twelve and a half hours. That's why I was listening to it all the way down because I thought, oh, I'll finish it tonight. So I'm on. I'm on about fourteen and a half hours now. He's just written my brave face with Paul McCartney. Oh blimey, that was a while ago. <laughs> I love it. I really, I'm really enjoying it. He seems like a really nice bloke and uh, and a bit of a shagger to start for a long, long time. Trouble, well, that, trouble. That was the thing yep. that I took from it, and I did yep. on the occasions I was allowed to speak in that car journey. Mm. Um, I said to you, he does very well, doesn't he, for a very average-looking bloke. You called him a minger, which I thought was offensive. I thought that word is offensive so, to plain plain lads like myself. Um, but but no, I can. <laughs> he un- does all right. I can understand that that kind of. I bet kind he's of, charming. That kind of. Oh, I bet he's very charming. That the whole British thing over in in America, and he probably played up on the Liverpool thing, and that kind of Buddy Holly geekery 
about him look it's a sweary buddy holly plus and can i say this yeah go on we don't know how fussy he is no but i'm enjoying i'm really enjoying it and i tell you what i mean it does loosely tie in with um amory morris the, the mp because there is a big bit about that i'd forgotten the story where he called um Ray, Ray Charles, a, a, a talentless, blind N-word, and got into a fight, fist fight with Stephen Stills. And then at the end of the story, he talks about going to see his wife, Diana Crowell, playing, and he stood in the wings, and Ray Charles walks... Is You, you can see Ray Charles... Years later, and it's been like a big story, years and years ago, he sees Ray Charles walking towards him, and he just um, bows his head and says nothing. And still he, feels terrible still about it. Still feels terrible about it uh, 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 as well. Um, but it's a really, really interesting book. But Newcastle... Uh, Paul, I'll come to you in a minute. 0344 499 1000. Hey, guys, we love your city! We love your city, even though hardly anyone there had heard of talk radio. They'd heard of James Whale, thought he's a tosser. They'd heard of talk sport. They hadn't heard of us. So that advertising campaign is going really, really well, guys. Thanks, Denny. Thanks, Mr. Murdoch. Thanks, Miss Brooks. Thanks, guys. That's going really, really well. Really well. The stealth advertising where we don't mention we've got a radio station. I like it. Modern. I like it. it. And we had um, about 40 people came and saw our show on the Sunday night, and they were all they were all delightful. And Qu- none of them from Newcastle. No, none of them were from Newcastle. Quiet in the first half. I did think we were we were tanking and were dying, but mm-hmm. but they all seemed to, second half lots of laughter, and they all seemed to enjoy it. So that's they all came back. They all came back, and um, they were all very. So everyone who came on Sunday, thank you. Please spread the word. Um, uh, about this show and about the rabbit hole, but primarily about this show and, and tell people they can tune in. We, we listened in my car up in Newcastle. So DAB, uh, 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 you know, talk radio works on DAB and of course they can download the apps and listen anywhere. Um, but there was a lot of meat. On the Sunday, we had a full roast dinner before a show. I, I, I like to do a show on an empty stomach because I, I, I like to, have energy and a full roast dinner really weighed me down we were both ready for a kip weren't we really Man alive. but it was incredible but the night before we'd, we'd wandered around newcastle saturday night trying to find something to eat didn't want to eat in the hotel I'm, I'm very rarely do i eat in a hotel we wanted to go and find something and we struggled maybe we were looking in the wrong places newcastle i don't know by the way i'm getting kira's just um texted um eight seven triple two um, just brought my dad the Billy Idol audiobook on your recommendation. I've had so many people get in touch saying they've bought the Billy Idol book um, and loved it. Honestly, guys, it will... Kira, your dad will not be disappointed by that. It is, it, it, I've had about a dozen people get in touch saying I've bought it. It's, I love it. I'm hooked. It's a very silly book. Oh, it's so Moorish. Um, but but Newcastle, we, we struggled to find anywhere good to eat. Really, there were lots of places with people outside vaping and fighting. Well, not fighting, but shouting. Um, and there there's were... a lot of people dressed up for um, stag and hens. Well, there's the, the, there's the real cliche, it's, and it was quite it was quite nice weather. It was a bit ropey on Friday, but Saturday it was a nice day. Um, but the cliche of Newcastle women not wearing very much is true. It's very true. High heels, you know, big stilettos or, or kind of platform, you know, big and very, very short skirts, very short hot pants. The new fashion, um, the fashion for ripped jeans, where you have two or three rips. Now it's like there'd be about 15 rips and one will be right by the fanny. 
Can I break this to you? Yes. It's not just Newcastle women. That's what young women wear these days. It's all about quote unquote glamour. But and was... I think that you and I well... are not. It's not our natural environment no, as a, no. a high street on a Saturday no. night anymore, is it? <laughs> it's not. But we ended up in... Whenever we seem to go to places... I think back to the last night in New York. We went to the Dallas barbecue ribs. We, <laughs> we, 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 we saw a barbecue ribs place and we went, oh, we can't go in there. We can't go and have ribs again. Um, and then we wandered around and we we just went, should we go to the barbecue place? Yeah, go on then. And we did. And we ordered, um, we ordered a sharing platter for 29 quid, right? And I thought, for 29 quid, um, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. And I said to the young lady, um, would that be enough for two? Do we need, she goes, oh, I think you'll be all right. Bloody hell. It was a breadboard full. I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. It was massive. And there was, br- I don't even know what brisket is, but I love brisket. There was brisket, there was pulled pork, there were chicken wings, there was, uh, uh, uh there were ribs, there was, there was another one. Oh, there, there was a sausage that you like. There was the sausage, like, it was a bit like a chorizo. There was, um, a cup full of, like, spicy like beans. There were the most delicious chips I've ever had in my life. Didn't have any American cream soda, but it doesn't matter. I had a nice tea. You had a cup of beans? I had a cup of, it was incredible. In, and, and like, the three, three bits of sausage and i was stuffed but there is no there was no way we, we, we left a little bit um and part of me did think oh we should ask for a doggy bag to because i could i could do do that in the hotel room a bit later on but um oh the food was incredible wasn't it such a good place absolutely inc- i wish i knew the name of the longhorn the, the long horn in newcastle if you go there Tell them we sent you guys because it is, uh, uh, I mean, it is stacked. I think the sharing platter we got was meant for four. It was meant for three or four, wasn't it? That was not a two-person play, I don't think. It was um, just incredible. Um, and we had, we had good. We went and looked at some record shops. We went to, um, to Tyne Mouth. Um, and there was a festival on, and we went on the beach, and we had oysters. You'll hear some of that later on, because we recorded some bits and pieces um, of us travelling around. So you, you, you'll get to hear that a bit later on. Um, it was glorious. The beach, the beach is in particular absolutely beautiful. Oh, he, you could be forgiven for thinking you're in Cornwall or somewhere. Here's the thing, right? And this is going to sound stupid, and this shows how little I know about um, our great country. I didn't know there were beaches up there in the northeast. I didn't know. I just assumed that... Um, uh, the, the Newcastle, obviously it's on the Tyne. I just assumed it would just go out into the sea like the Thames or something, and that would be, I suppose, the, well, no, what river is Margate? Where does Margate? That's not the Thames, is it? I don't know, I don't know. I don't know this country, um, which is why I think we should do another tour of America. I don't know <laughs> this country. But the beaches were incredible. The gorgeous sand, the sun, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Mark, Paul, Glenn... I see you're talking to our new recruit, Sam. Stay there. We will come to you in a bit, I promise. Uh, dear listener, you can give us a call about absolutely anything. This is the late night alternative. And by that, it means we can do the light, we can do the shade, we can do the heavy, we can do the really, really dumb as well. Still haven't got any conclusive proof that badgers exist. But we do know that it's wrong to say the M word. What what hour and 15 minutes? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. My name's Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. 
Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Apparently, bloody is a swear word offensive to Christians. Bloody hell, I guess. But the blood of Christ, I suppose it goes back to as well. Well, God blimey means God bl- strike me blind. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, bloody hell, I suppose. I, suppose, I but think crikey even is, um, is it a euphemism It's Christ, Christ, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Gee whiz, again, another one. I mean... Gee whiz, what's that? Jesus Christ. I'm just not. I'm I mean, just not. You just made that up. That's sort of just an American thing. Um, Br- Bryn, yeah, good G's. Br- Bryn's, uh, Bryn's not listening to the show. Bryn's angry on Twitter. Oh. A while ago... You were having a go at people for using the word, and he types the word, retard. But the M word is okay. Doesn't type the M word. Types the, the, the R word. Doesn't type. A while ago, you were having a go at people for using the word mm, R, but the M word is okay. That's right, Bryn. That's what, that's, that is exactly what I have spent the last 78 minutes saying. You're, you've got me there. Yes. I have spent the last 78 minutes saying it's okay to use the M-word. You, you're right. I, I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear enough. I think it is okay to use the M-word, Bryn. You've absolutely been paying attention, and you have totally, totally got the point I was making. Well done. Why don't you switch off the radio now and go and have a lie down? Because I don't want you to you do too much thinking, buddy. It might, it might, Your ears might pop. Um, Mark, good evening, Mark. Hi, Ian. I've just tuned in. Because, I mean, I do listen regular, but I've just come in the house, so I've just put the radio Sounds on. Sounds like a guilty conscience. Heard you had a good time in Newcastle. Oh, it was brilliant, Mark. We loved it. Did you go down to the quayside where Betty Sertie's pub was? Because there's a lot of history down there. Um, um, no. It's, a pub, it's an old pub from the 15th century, like an old jailhouse. Now, hang on. Is that the, the guy, is that the guy, Simon, that we phoned up on there? Simon? Where, what, what pub are you talking about? Uh, oh, Betty Seddy's Betty Seddy's pub. It's called Betty Betty Seddy. Who's Betty Seddy? Oh, she was a, she was rescued from the pub and the, the dog. There's a big load of stairs called the Dog Leap Stairs, and the guy came down the stairs on the horse to get her. Apparently, it's one a of lady those. Was oh, you're res- making this up. A lady was rescued from a pub true. by a horse coming down the stairs. The Dog Leap Stairs at Newcastle. A guy came rustling down the stairs what? on a horse to rescue her from the pub because her dad kept her locked up in the room up the top. The Betty Seddies pub, yeah, in the Middle Ages. Uh, um, we uh, did not go, if, if we'd have known about the Betty Seddies, we would have gone to the Betty Seddies. Betty house. But we did not know about Betty Seddies, I'm afraid. Oh, well, that's, that's just one of the little um, historical artifacts. Did you go in the keep, Newcastle Keep, or not? No. Here's the thing, we, oh, we were there, we got, the we got there Friday night, we left um, Sunday evening, 8 o'clock, quarter to 8 we left, um, and, oh, and, right. and and then we only had so much time, Friday we were working, Saturday we had a day off, we did go for a drive, yeah. and we went to uh, to Tynemouth, and we went to the market there, Cresswell. and we, Cresswell, which, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so we we it's, did see stuff. Great places that you could have a look at, if you go back up there don't again, t- up in North Don't London, tell got, us uh, after we've been there, Mark, <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why didn't you phone up last week? I know, you could have went to Lindisfarne, Holy Island. That would have been a really interesting place oh, to go and have a look that. around. Oh, dear. Well, you should... Um, I, I don't know if we'll be going back in a rush, I, you know. Seaton Dulliver's a really nice place. Or you could have went up to uh, Chillingham Castle. That would have been great. Yes. Chill- okay. Up in Northumberland, Chillingham. A huge castle. Please, but why is he telling us about places we could have gone to? <laughs> Mark! Oh, sorry, I, I didn't know you were going up there. But I'll I tell you what, if you go and... I'll tell you what, Doug. 
when you get go online and look up Chillum Castle, it's a huge, huge castle. It's, it's not a ruin; it's a proper castle. Oh, and it's okay. like it's all in a structure. You know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can I? I'm going to let you into a secret, right? Right. I live almost next door to the greatest castle, not only in this country, quite possibly in Europe. Windsor Castle. Is the castle you're telling me going to be better, the same as, or worse than Windsor Castle? Um, I've never been to Windsor Castle, but obviously... Uh, the Queen you know, chooses to spend more of her time there than she does at Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Oh, no, but this castle's steep loads of history because that's where they used to keep all the stuff. So is Windsor Castle! People just get used to... He should have gone, shouldn't they? <laughs> there's a guy, I tell you, there's a really nasty bloke called John Sage. And he was known as the Hammer of the Scotch. He used to torture the Scots. And he was he still live there? Is, this, you, you don't, is, is he still there? Is he the bloke what, he goes to oh, the Betty God, City pub? Is is... Uh, people do see his ghosts on no. a regular basis. No, they don't. You'll be telling as you've seen badges next. No. No, no. It, that place is a place of horror. Honestly, it's, a, it's like Dracula's Castle in Transylvania. It's a... Uh, a horrific place, honestly. Mark, honestly, listen, um, we, thank you so much for the um, post-trip recommendations of where to go. It's always appreciated. Good evening, Paul. Hi. Hey, Paul. What you got I for had us? a week off, as you said. Yep, well done. Well, you kept phoning in but yes, and, and emailing I, in. I, but I, I, I didn't keep that. Okay, I've been holding on a while now. There we go. What you got for us? Okay. About the N-word. <laughs> yes. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. No, you don't say that to children anymore, the rest of it, do you? No, yes, you do. Well. It, it, as, as far as I'm aware now, it's eeny, meeny, miny, mo. catch a tiger, I think, or tiger yeah, or spider. Yeah, baby. yeah, I don't know what word they used to replace But it. even even in the 70s, I, w- w- you know, I would have been saying that in 1978. Yeah, I was, I was Hello, let was, me, I'm speaking, that. Paul. Even in the 70s, I would have been saying that in about 1978, 79, and I certainly was unaware of the N-word version. We didn't use it then. I, I never used to know the ip-dip-dog oh, ip, shit we used to do. <laughs> you trod in it. I didn't know about the second verse of The Sun Has Got His Hat On, either. Yeah. yeah. O-U-T spells out, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Were you last to pick for the football team at lunchtime? Um, I didn't play football at lunchtime. Oh. I was, oh, you I didn't was... play with a tennis ball in the playground? No, not football, no. Oh, played God. Space Invaders, played Marbles, played, oh. um, Had, played, oh, um... Had? It? It, yeah, it, yeah. Um, played, um, bit Hopscotch. I quite like Hopscotch. What was the kissing one? What? Kiss Chase. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Can I finally say about badges? Yep. Okay. You must know of the pub in Burnham Beach is called the Jolly Woodman. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I used to do hypnotism shows there, and there was a nice young lady who worked there about... God, let me do the maths in my head. About 22, 23 years ago. Really nice young lady. I cannot for life me remember her name. About my age. I remember was it Vicky, t- by any chance? Um, it might have been, wasn't it? Well, she told me... Here's the thing. She told... We got chat. I didn't really... Because I, I, I would go in there sometimes and drink, but I'd go in there do hypnotism shows and she told me that she got she she'd just been diagnosed with something are you being serious about this no paul i'm making up a story from oh. some girl i met 22 years ago who told me because i'm making it up you idiot because i'm being serious why okay. why would i make this up where's the fun bit in this because i thought you might be winding me up that's all oh paul do you know what take another week off uh, flip it heck 
I can't be doing with that. I'm trying to join in the conversation. He thinks I'm taking the mick out of him. Remember this girl? I remember because I sort of fancied her a little bit, but not massive. I didn't really know her. And we we would she worked behind the bar, and I remember her, um, she was quite upset. She said she'd been diagnosed with something, and she popped. Funnily enough, she popped into my head a couple of weeks ago. Just you know, sometimes do people you haven't thought of for years and years, and I've not seen her. 22, 23 years? I've not seen her. And she just popped in and I thought, oh, wonder what happened to her if she did get ill or if, if well, I don't know, you know, the people that you've not thought of for years and years and years floating around in your head. I, I will tell you what happened today. I was, I had a meeting today. I'm doing a job next year and I had a meeting with the people that were doing it and, and, um, surprisingly, they were delightful, which is always a bonus. I've done jobs where you meet people and come away thinking, well, they're idiots. They're actually really, really nice people. And we had a really nice chat about the show um and it was at waterloo we met at waterloo and i came out of waterloo at this big train station mainline station and underground station okay um and you come out and there are buses and all kinds of stuff and i saw a lady um who at the time i thought was older than me i think she i if she was older than me she wasn't much older than me but she had one of those my mum used to have one she had a walker where it's on wheels. So it's sort of like a Zimmer frame, but it's sturdier and it's on wheels. And that helps people that struggle to walk because it's got forward motion. And she was stood in the middle of the, of the pavement, just stood there. Look, just look, not really doing anything. And I walked past her and she just reminded, didn't look anything like my mum. Uh, but she just reminded me of my mum. One of the saddest, saddest things, one of the saddest things in my, the stories of my mum is when she was still at home and not people wasn't getting carers going to visit her. And she, we, we were still kind of conning ourselves. She was able to look after herself. And she had a shopping trolley that she used to push in front of her and she had it weighted down. Mm. It had like rocks in it to weight it down. And I never forget, a neighbour told me that on the way to the shops they'd found her. She'd just fallen over on the oh, side. God. Couldn't get up. Couldn't get up. And oh, Anyway, and I saw this woman and I walked past and I thought, well, no, I'm good. Do you know what? I'm going to go and have a word with her. And I said, excuse me, my dear. I'm, I'm good with, with ladies of an age. I don't think she... I think she probably may even have been younger than me. I said, excuse me, I'm sorry to disturb you. Um, you look a bit concerned. Do you need any help? And she she said yes, and sp- her speech wasn't great. She was there, but her speech wasn't great. And she her hands were all kind of you know clawed and fro- kind of frozen. And very carefully, very slowly, she pulled out a scrap of paper from her bag and pointed at it. And I said, "Right, you're going to where was it? She was going to um, Chancery Lane, I think it was." I said, "Oh, you're going to Chancery Lane. Are you going to get the tube?" She went, no, no, no. She pointed to a number and there was a 341. I said, oh, you want to get the bus to Chancery Lane? She said, yes. I said, right. Stay here. I'm going to go to that bus stop and I'm going to see what it says and we'll find out where you need to go. So I went over to the bus stop and it, the bus stop didn't... The number she gave me didn't tally with the number for Chancery Lane bus. So I flagged down a bus driver and I got chatting. To, I said, I'm, I'm with this lady over here. Where, is, where do I get this bus from? He went, all oh, right, OK. What you need to do is you need to go back out onto the main road and then kind of walk, double back on yourself and it will be there. Mm-hmm. So, I got, I, so I got talking to this lady and I said, look, um, this guy has just told me it's just round here, but I think it might be a bit of a walk. Would you like me to come with you and just help make sure you, you find the right place? And she went, yes. And so we were walking... 
Oh God, it was it was. To start with, it was it was really pleasant, right? And she was walking very slowly, and I was kind of talking. And I said, "Look, if I, I walk quite fast, if I go slow, if I go too fast, you just tell me to slow down." And she said, "Thank you." And we talked about the weather because it was a nice day, and I was joking. Oh, I'm glad this is sunny because this would be horrible in the rain. And then I talked about the walker she had, and I said, "Oh, they're good. Those walkers aren't they?" My mum had one of those, and she, we started talking about my mum. She said, "Oh." She really couldn't speak very well. She's going. She kept saying, "How long? How long?" I said, "Well, Mum used to use this twenty years ago." And blah, blah, blah. and then I saw loads of bus stops and buses, and I said, "Right, I'm going to run ahead. I'm going to speak to that bus driver and find out." And the first bus driver didn't know where we needed to get that bus from. The second bus driver said, "You've got to walk further up that, that road." And then I got to a third bus driver just to check, and she went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up there." So we're walking with this woman, and I'm um, just chatting, and it. I mean, me, me kind of talking to her, and I said, "Do you want me? Do you want me to leave you now, or shall I come with you, and just you know see you get on the bus?" She said, "Oh yes, please." And I feel myself welling up now, and I have as we were walking, I just started crying because because so many things because if when we got to the bus stop, she went. Ah, this is it. I said, oh, you, you remember this now? You, you've been here before. I wasn't shouting like she was done. I said, oh, you've been here before. She went, yes. I said, oh, you just, she'd just gone up the wrong street and right. had got lost. And she was off to see a friend. And she told me, I said, how did you get here? Did you get the bus? She said, no, I walked. And I just, and her walking was so slow. I mean, it was really, really, it was a shuffle. And as we got to the bus stop and by coincidence, I said, oh, there's your bus coming now. Let me go ahead and I'll speak to the driver and I'll get him to wait for you. And I got on and it was a young lady driving. I said, I'm with this woman here. Can you just wait? I just want to make sure she gets on. And she got, she came and she got on and she, and I showed the lady the bus where she was going. I said, can you just keep an eye on her and let her know when she said, yeah, 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 fine. And someone got, got up and gave her their seat. And I got off the bus and I burst into tears. It was the saddest thing i'm gonna cry now and i put my sunglasses on and i was in floods of tears i was partly in floods of tears because i was really really tired because of that drive last night and i got back about three and i was up at half eight because i had to take my youngest to the dentist and i was in tears because of him because he'd been really upset because he had an injection of the tooth out and it wasn't the fun thing he thought it was going to be so i was in tears about that um i was in tears um for this this poor woman this poor woman who was was just stuck there and you know had i not helped her i'm sure someone would have come along and helped her but i have no idea how long she'd been there i i have no idea how long she would have would have waited before someone else came along um i have n- no idea how far she walked but i just think christ that would have been would have been torturous to her you know just this, this and that, even lifting up the wheels on a dipped curve, dipped curb to get up on the curb. And I was deliberately not helping it. Every now and then I said, do you want me to just lift the front? She'd go, yeah, I'll go fine. And I didn't, never took anything for granted. Never did anything that I, you know, without saying, do you need a hand? Are you okay? She would say, yeah. Um, I cried for my mum. I really cried for my mum because there were years when she was like that. And I did a lot for her. But I could have done more. I could have done more. And I also cried for her because her life right now sucks. My mum's life sucks. And I said this before, that she she nearly died twice last year. And um, 
I, I wish my mum had died last year. Imagine wishing that. I wish she had died last year. There was, you know, when they saved her, I was like, brilliant, they've saved her. Oh, she's got nothing to look forward to in her... And it's the saddest thing. And I just cry because um, the world's a bit rubbish sometimes, isn't it? And some people get, get dealt really bad hands. But just... God, the determination to go and see her friend. She was incredible. She was... And, 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 and it did hit me. I just assumed she was older. I've got no idea how old she was. Um, but, but as I walked away, I, prob- I, I said out loud, I think she was younger than me. I think she was younger than me and uh, and i've said this before if i ever get anywhere close to my mum i'm done i'm not i'm not living like that i'm you know i want to and we've got a friend of the family who's 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 very very ill at the moment quite suddenly has, has, has taken a turn and you know and it's looking like that's coming to an end so there's all these you know aspects of mortality and Looking at my kids. Oh, jeez, man alive. Anyway, so that was my day. But she was a really nice lady. And um, uh, and what was, I tell you what was nice. All of those bus drivers uh, were really keen to help as well. They were all um, quite concerned about her when I pointed her out and said, I'm with this lady. Yeah, but the thing is, it just takes one person to flag it up. Yeah, and yeah. I think people are genu- genuinely and generally yeah. good yeah. at heart. And they can always see that... A soul in need, you know, is some something they wanted. It was get nice when with. I got on the bus. The young lady driving it was was um, was really keen to help, and she said, I, I, I've, "I've got this covered." And she said, "I'll let you know when we get to your stop. Your yours is the last stop." Fella got up and gave his seat and all of that, and I just I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, John, uh, John, Glenn, stay there. Come to you in a second. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, 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 right. Let's go to Glenn. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening. Good evening, Glenn. You're a lovely lad, aren't you, eh? Well, you know, here's the thing. I wasn't going to tell that story because I realised by telling it, it made it sound a bit self-aggrandising and that wasn't my intention no, 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 at no, all. No, 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 That wasn't my intention no, at, all. at all. Okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just driving home from work now. I work for the ambulance service. Oh, some of some of the, the the calls from the older ladies. Yeah, are some of my favourite calls. They're just you just when you get to the end of a call, you just want to go and have a cup of tea with them and just yeah. Do you answer? Do you get the nine 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 calls then? Um, one 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 and oh the one 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 okay yeah 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 yeah. How, how are you finding that? I love it. I absolutely love it. I think mean, it's, it's it's fascinating and and. You know, you're the first port of call when something's really going wrong in someone's life and they're yeah. coming through to you and they're, they're just, you know, whether it's embarrassing or upsetting or funny, you know, they're letting you know about it. And it's, um, it, I, I, I fell into it because I had a, an accident and hurt my back really badly. And yeah. I was there on the floor yeah. one morning and they picked me up and, and got me operations. And, um, and I was really taken, taken really good care of by the NHS. Yeah. And then after my recovery, and um, just long, um, also, I mean, there's lots of drugs they gave you for, for everything I went through. I um, uh, I got became opiate dependent. Oh, man. Because of the amount of morphine they gave me. Yeah, I bet. Um, I, had, I had, it got to a point where my mum came to my house, and along with my wife, uh, pretty much just, just, 
forced me to tell them where I've been hiding all my little painkillers and Gosh. morphine and because I had little pockets of it all around the house. Yeah. So I thought, whatever room I'm in, if I needed a bit of morphine <laughs> or a bit of something, I could, I could get it. Were you finding it months later because you'd forgotten all of the places? <laughs> no, a couple. Okay, a couple right. of gabapentin tucked away in a drawer yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But, um, but how are you now yeah, around that yeah. stuff? Are you all right now? Oh, actually, it took me 18 months yeah, to wean off the morphine patches. Um, that's coming like coming off five micrograms a week. Wow. And, uh, yeah, but I'm done now. I'm, I'm, I've had my Do you know what? I bet, that's, um, I bet that's more common than we might think, because morphine, <laughs> if you've ever taken it, is pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> it's oh, incredible. I remember it's, when it's, I had um, the, a very minor surgical thing done, but and I and I said to the guy, I, I thought I was being all responsible, saying to the the surgeon, I said, "Look, um, I don't drink and I don't take drugs because I have a history of drinking and taking drugs." So, can you just bear that in mind when you're giving me the painkillers? He said, "Well, that, that, thank mm. you for telling me that. I, I will." And so he gave me some painkillers, and I don't know. I never, I never really took apart from tamazepam. I never really took prescription painkillers so i assumed he'd given me something um you know not particularly strong and he'd given yeah. me um codidromol is it cocodamol and um mm. uh tramadol <laughs> tramadol which is a heroin substitute oh. and i did so i'm popping these pills right and thinking nothing of it and and then i did a bit of reading about it, it was like oh tramadol right and then i then so I was being really good and only taking the pills when I was in pain. And then I took two Tramadol and I swallowed them. And I said to myself, I didn't need to take those. I took those because I wanted to get a buzz, yeah, not because yeah, I was in pain. Yeah. And so I got the packet and I gave, I went, gave them to my wife and I said, could you... Um, could you yeah. get rid of these, please? I don't even trust myself to throw these away. It's a huge problem in yeah. the States, isn't it? Because yeah. they do prescribe sort of codeine-based yeah. things very heavily over there. And you get people to the point where they're addicted to it, to the point where they can't afford mm. to buy it from the pharmacist anymore. And they yeah. end up, you know, buying it in the back streets and buy it on heroin. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, when people talk about, you know, getting addicted to prescription drugs, you think, oh, that's just how, you know, the, the, the rich and famous do that. But it's not. It's, it's, it's everyone. It can, there's potential. To, you know, little old ladies, you, you know, you sound like a, 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 a strapping lad. You, you know, it, it is, those, that stuff is addictive. Yeah. And as, as you got, and, and the, 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 it was over about a five-year period all this was happening. So as I got more and more used to the morphine, they would up my patches. So, <laughs> oh, so, so, and they, and it would happen again and again yeah. and again. So, by the time I finished, and I you weren't complaining like, either, were you? When they say, "Would, would, well, no, would you yeah, like I us to up it?" Well, it, only if you think so, Doctor. I would fall asleep everywhere. I, I couldn't hold a conversation. I don't. I'm, I'm missing five years. My mum's my wife. My wife showed me a picture of me and my youngest daughter on a holiday in Cornwall, and I asked where that was because I don't remember being there. Oh, mate. Oh mate, it was it was horrendous. Oh yeah. yes, it was. Um, oh, well, well done for crazy. coming out the other side, because um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I no, suspect I, I, it's more common than than any of us know. So well done. No, absolutely. I thank you. No, but uh, just what you mentioned there about the old ladies. That wasn't what I called in for, but, but I just that, that when I get a call from the old ladies at work, some of them are, are a bit saucy. Some of them are yeah. very strict and serious, and it's it, they must have been that time when they were young, you know, sort of our age, middle aged, and thinking. Oh, I've got a whole life ahead of me. Hmm? I'm never going to let that happen to me. I'm never going to get old. I'm never going to... And then, you know, it, it does happen. Hmm? And it's, it can be heartbreaking and, and upsetting. Hmm? 
I, I, I love... I'm really good as well at judging. I remember doing this in front of a friend, in front of Simon, and he said, I can't believe you said that to that old woman, calling them love. I'm really good at judging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I get it right, I would say, nine times out of ten, which ones enjoy being called love by a, quote, yeah. younger yeah. man, and, and those that would find it a bit patronising. And, and <laughs> you can see... You can see... You, you get a cheeky little twinkle in the... You're right, love. Do you want me to get a cup of tea, love? You just get a little yeah, cheeky yeah. twinkle in the eye... And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's great. I, some of the best conversations I've had with old women, Catherine. Oh. Steady. Call me, Luke. Glenn, what did you oh. call in for? Yes, uh, um, just quickly, Dub Dub In. Did you please to play Dub Dub In? What? 40, you were talking about games you played when you were a kid. We used to play Dub Dub In, but other people called it 4040 In. What the hell are you talking about, man? I think you're back on the drugs. What is this? <laughs> the, 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 the games that you were just talking to, yes. you were talking about games you played when you were yeah. a kid. There was a game called Dub Dub In. No, <laughs> how did you play Dub Dub In? You, 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 not, not, not Dub Dub In, Dub Dub In. Dub Dub, what is he saying, Catherine? Dub Dub In. Dub Dub In? Yeah. Oh, like Ip Dip Sky Blue? No. What? Dub Dub In. Do it then. Right. Dub, <laughs> can everyone just stop saying Dub Dub In? <laughs> Tell us what, <laughs> how, how one plays it. <laughs> you had one person who was it. Yes. And you'd have a base like a coat or a, tr- a cricket stub or something like that, whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah. Cricket, cricket wicket. Yeah. That's home. And then everyone else would go and hide. Yes. And then the person who was it would walk around it. And as soon as they found someone, you'd then race that person back to the base. Yeah. And if you got there before the person who's it, you said dub dub in, and you were safe. From what? And then it was, and then it, and what? What were you safe from? Being it. Being it. So he was then it. No. Who? Was always it. Who's who's it? He was it from the start. The one that got tagged. Right. No. No. If you got tagged, (laughs) you were out. Right. You're but not if... in. You're dubbed up out. The whole lunch break would have been taken up explaining the rules. <laughs> You're not playing, Ian. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyway, that's not even what I called about either. <laughs> this guy's doing my nutting. Go. What did you call in about? Right. I called last Thursday. Yes. Um, about, about, um, your, your being let down by fringe. Yes. Yeah, oh, um, Yes. Now, that was my first ever call to you, and I know you explained to people that if you actually call, you will be put through. Yes. And I, I'm on the... When I listen to you, I think, of course you will, of course you will, that's how it works. Yes. But then when it actually happens to you... Yes. I had a bit of a Brian Wilson moment. Uh-oh. I, 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 like when you had with him... Yeah. ...and you asked a stupid question. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> and I, I, I did... Uh, for my first call, I didn't say hip, hip, hip. I didn't ask what kind of cake. Oh, thank Christ. I didn't have my age guess. <laughs> no. And I just, can we just, can we just do it again? He's 36 years old, man. Oh. Do you think? Yeah, I do. How, how, what's the most you've ever been out with someone? I, I don't say it. I'm writing down. He doesn't on, say it unless he feels it. And I don't say it unless vibe. I feel it. I'm writing down an alternate age. But go on, 36. I'll be 45 in August. Well, have I written on that bit of paper? 43. Thank you very much indeed. You see? No. Um, I've written 43 down, but it's not what I said, but I've written it down. Um, so, you know, I'm... I'm all right, all right. Anyway. Go, please, oh, I'm late for the break, Glenn! Right, 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 okay. Hit, hit, hit! Yes! 
Um, what kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. What, your best mate? Forty. What's your problem with? What's your problem with friends? Why did they let you down? It was. We haven't got time to discuss that. Unbelievable. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, John. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> um, I was phoning up. I was going to um, do a clunky gear change, but I, I, since I've been on the phone, yeah. I can probably link into a couple of bits you've been talking about. You, got, you, you talk about whatever you want to talk about, John. Go on. So, uh, that last fellow didn't explain the game very well, but we used to call it 40-40. Right. Um, <laughs> we, used to, we used to have a, in our, we used to live in, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Have a good cough. Live, have, a, have a really good cough. Um, right, no, it's like the fog's gone. Okay. It. It's fine. Um, so, we used to have a lamppost in our square. We used to live in, a, all the houses used to be in around the square with yeah. a big patch of grass. Yeah. And uh, someone was it. The lamppost was homey. Everyone would go and run off. Yes. And that the person that was it as used to go around and try and find who was it. And how far away could how far away could people run away? Go as far as you like. Wow. Uh, I'd go home. Yeah. Yeah. I bet some (laughs) people did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just waited till the last person got in. So what would happen was you'd have to run and uh, like if so whoever was it if he spotted someone they'd run back to the home he'd touch it and say forty forty I see whoever hiding behind the whatever. And then that person, uh, whoever was last um, caught, were, oh no, sorry, sorry, first caught, would be it next turn. But if you beat the person that was it back to homey, you could either say, 40-40, I save me, and then you wouldn't be it next turn. Or you could say, 40-40, I save all, and the person that was it originally had to be it again. I've played this game, but with a diff- completely different name. Is it called 80-80 tip? No, there was some sort sorry? of rhyme, though. <laughs> Something, something. I see, and you and you had to you had to stand by the base or home, or whatever it was, and say this yeah. rhyme. We never right. had anything as exciting as this. The the only variations we had on had were um, stuck in the mud. Yeah, where you, you had to go under. You had to go under their legs or arm. Yeah, um, or arms. Yeah. Um, or actually, the, the, we had a thing like um, the floor is lava off ground. He. Where off ground touch we used to call that. What, what what was that? If you were off ground, you couldn't be it. You couldn't be it. That's it. Yeah. But you could. There was yeah. like a time limit of like you'd have to then count to five, and if you'd have to get off the wall or whatever it was, or the bars or whatever it was you were hanging off of. Yeah, that's it. Here's what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do, and it kind of uh, have you ever have you read um, uh, the Daft Wee stories by Limmy John? No, I haven't, no. In one of his books, I think it's that one, there's a story about a guy that played a game similar to what you're describing, but actually Mm. a bit more involved as a kid. Um, And as an adult, he wants to play it again, and he organises it, and he realises actually he doesn't want to play it again. Anyway, so I'm just just acknowledging that before people think I'm nicking that idea. You're nicking it, yeah, plagiarism. Yeah, Uh, we're going to do it. We're gonna. We're not going to organise a five-a-side football game because I can't be bothered. But we will organise at some point over the next few weeks during the summer holidays. We will organise a late-night alternative game of had tag it whatever you want to call it. The scale of which has never been seen before. Bang up for that. And we are going to do it. We'll do it in the daytime somewhere in London. We will find a big space that's got h- h- places to hide in I and like hide Trafalgar under. Square. I will have Trafalgar Square is my first thought, but then I'm thinking it's a bit tricky to hide there. I'm thinking maybe one of the parks, like yeah, Hyde, Hyde Park, Park or something. Park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, 
And we have the m- the mother of all games of tag. We'll get George so Galloway we, down as well. <laughs> the baby of Fred. How, how would you, how would you um, decide who was it? Would you do um, it, Ip Dog Mess? Yeah. Um, or would you do Ibble Dibble Black Bubble Ibble Double Out? Depends on how many feet you got in. This is the thing. See, so, yeah, or Ippy Dippy Dacian My Operation. Oh, I don't Ip, know that one. Ip, do that one. That go, go, you've just you just twanged a string at the back of my head. Say that again. So I was teaching my kids this the other day. So Ippy Dippy Dacian My Operation. How many people at the station? And then you. Do you count if someone, whoever that landed on the station, they'd say a number, and then you'd count round the feet, and whoever that one, whoever that number landed on, they were out, they weren't it. I, I remember that. Isn't that funny? That's, I, I've, I, I could go. never, I would never have come up with that in a million years. And suddenly, I'm stood in the playground of Claycott's Middle School in a circle. With your foot and, in. Yeah, as that's I mean, been, if, we if used we our fists. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, instead of did our you? feet, we had our fists. Oh, so, that... and you, you oh. put one behind him. Oh, right, it was just one foot with us. The worst, if, if there weren't many people playing with us, we did two feet. Yes. <laughs> but then you'd always, but then, but then you could work, then so, after a while we realised you could, you could fix it by just, you, yeah, you, you, you did you the maths in your head and you knew where to start. So that you yeah, do well, it. We, we played with thick people, so you couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> John, um, we are, we're going to um, call it the John Memorial International oh. game of tag. Brackets, it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Brackets, it's what he would have wanted. This oh is happening, word. John, and it's happening in your name, brother. And you better play. Oh, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be the first one in with my foot in. I'll be there. John, I look forward, I look forward to tagging you. Oh, uh, you, that's a challenge. Nice one, mate. Thank you. We're doing it. I'll be the first one caught. I'll be the one with a stitch. Remind me tomorrow. And I'll start. I'll start. Lo- I'll start looking for places. I might go around on my scooter and start scouting for places so we can play it. I can't throw. I've got to take my car in for a service. Hey, you know um, when you're driving a uh, 250 mile journey and the engine light comes on, and then the next day the engine light goes off. That means the car's fixed itself, yeah. And then the engine light comes on again. That means it's probably okay. Mm, I've played that game before. It turns out there was something wrong with yeah, it. I booked it in for a service tomorrow. It's another four hundred quid. Um, let's go to the Sloop John B. Hey, how you doing, fella? I'm doing very well, Sloop. And I, and I know you don't like people asking that, but I do mean that. Thank genuinely. you, brother. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, and, I'm enjoying um, myself tonight. Uh, well, good. Listen, I've got a couple of things for you, buddy. Uh, by the way, knock down Ginger, Primrose Hill, all the celebrities live. That would be a good laugh. <laughs> I don't anyway. want Jude Law coming out, raising his fist, telling, <laughs> shouting that he knows my parents. I used to love that game. It'll, it'll be like, it's you from the 11 o'clock, so come back. I, I, that, but, I um, have never played knock down Ginger. Oh. I was never, I was never, I was too, I was a good, actually quite a good boy when I was little. But Ian, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> okay. no, you know I've got a feeling that encouraging a, a game of knockdown ginger amongst my listeners may go against some Ofcom regulations. <laughs> I'll have to read the rule book again and find out. Well, just just a little bit. Listen, I phoned in for two things. Uh, one is a suggestion, and one is a recommendation. Ian, oh, so I'll they're, go straight they're, to they're the. They're both. Hang on, suggestions. They both are re- sound slightly threatening. Well, suggestions <laughs> and recommendations are the same thing, aren't they? Oh, by the way, hello, Catherine, because no one ever says hello to you. So I saying, know. This is if I was just thinking on the last call with John that too many people are saying hello to her. <laughs> That's oh, what I was oh, thinking. Okay. All right. Well, um, I might be wrong. Listen, I was going to say, Ian, uh, I'm going to keep it upbeat. What a show it's been tonight. And Trimmer Doll's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, listen, I think this is the best thing since sliced bread, mate. I what, Trimmer Doll? Fantastic. 
No. No. The show. Tremadol's good as well. No, only um, if it's prescribed by um, uh, a doctor or or someone wearing a white coat with a stethoscope round their neck. That will do as well. Uh, to, to, be, to be fair, I had it when I had my tonsils out and I stood in, in the middle of King's Cross watching traffic for half an hour. Yeah, when it's I got nuts, it? You've only got a minute, Sloop. All right, listen, real quick, yeah, you need to make a documentary, man. I think it would be fantastic for your show. Absolutely about brilliant, what? man. Get more people. About your everyday life, mate. Get that going on. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I, I, I think it would be fantastic. Honestly, I, I won't go into that, but it would be fantastic. You're sitting on something that's absolutely dynamite, mate, and more people need to see it. Um, the second thing I was going to say was a recommendation to you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I know you like autobiographies. Oh, I love I'm, them. Unfortunately, he passed a couple of weeks ago. There's a rapper who was known as Prodigy. Yeah. And he died uh, from sickle cell anemia. Uh-oh. But he did a book called My Infamous Life. And if you think the Billy Idol thing was strong, my God, Mate, you're in for a treat with uh, this book. Sloop, I appreciate those suggestions. When you say a documentary, do you mean a video or a, spe- or a recording one? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of a guy called The Alchemist, and he's a producer, and he did a documentary just about his everyday life, like a day in the life okay. and whatnot. And I've shown it to tons of people, and they've actually got into his music through right. it. And I was watching it today, and I thought, Ian Lee's got to do one of these. Five mad. seconds. Give us the name of that book again. Uh, the Prodigy, My Infamous Life. All right. Go, so I'm going to in, investigate all of those things. 0344 The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee. Talk Radio. It's been a busy old show, hasn't it? Another hour to go. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Okay, we will organise a game of Tag Had It, the rules of which will be um, published online once we we decide exactly which brand we're going to go for. Um, and uh, we will keep you informed, dear listener, that will be happening soon. Or I may forget about it. That tends to be the way quite often. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the... Uh, 
Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We really have um, uh, covered everything today from badges, the N word, um, tag, um, prescription meds, uh, yes, addiction, um, car engines, and Newcastle. Been a busy old show, and there's an hour to go, baby. Spread the word, guy. I, 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 I went on a forum at the weekend, not that that one, another one. Um, and someone, I think it was a guy called Chris, I can't remember, posted a very eloquent um, summary of the show and said, I've, I used to like the show, but I've stopped listening because I found all the kind of mental health stuff. And I found it, even though it, it, it touches me, I found it too much, too much. And I, and I replied to him, I said, thank you, Chris, for taking the time to write this. It's appreciated. Um, uh, uh, other people have made these, you know, picked up on this and I've picked up on it. And the fun is back. So um, I'm guessing his name may not even be Chris, uh, which would let me. I'll tell you what his name is. Chris, his name was Chris. Well done. So Chris, I hope I hope you're um, you're listening, and uh, if you guys are enjoying it for the love of all that is holy, please, please, please tell other people about this show. We've been hammering uh, naked and afraid, haven't we? Recently? Oh God, yes. In the best possible way. Mm. Um, so far, yep. our guests have been two male naked. Yes. Would you like a woman? Yes! When do you want us? You can do tomorrow, Wednesday or Thursday. Let's get her in. Let's get her in. Let's do tomorrow. All right. We'll email Dean Torrance, please. I've emailed him already. Beautiful. And also, Anne Moses messaged me. Ian, I had so, today, I had so much fun in your show. I know I sent you a PDF of the book. Would you like a signed copy? And also, would you like me to come on the show again? There's so much more to say. I've oh replied, yes, 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 Anne, to all of that, please. I loved her book so much. It's such a good read. And um, you, you she... didn't say, "Can I please have one from my producer who works really <laughs> no, hard?" I didn't. I'll let you. I'll let you look at it. <laughs> um, look at it before you snatch it back. Here's the thing: we we have had a couple of guests on. I'm not going to name names. Um, where they've come on, and we basically we've got in the whole in a 30 minute interview, we've we've had the whole book, we've had all of the stories. With and uh, 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 this is not an exaggeration. With Anne's, we hardly touched the surface. I have never read. Such a frank and open and honest and unashamed account of um, working with pop stars in the 60s and 70s. It is brilliant. If she thinks someone is an SH1T, she tells you. I mean, what she says about Lulu, I mean, really... She's got to the age now where she's too old for bullshit. Oh, and I suspect... I, do you know I I get the, the, the feeling that, that she kind she of was, was for like most that. of it. It's such a good read. I mean, such a good read. And it's one of those books as well. You can read it in a day, and I don't think that that is in any way um, a d- demeaning of the book. I think that's... A, a, I, honestly, I, I, I did it in pretty much a day, and I just reading it online. I hate reading stuff on my computer. But it was a joy. Absolute joy. In the car, I'm listening to The Princess Diarists by um, Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie, lovely Carrie We Fisher. missed a trick there, didn't we? Yeah. We should yeah. have got her on. She yeah. would have been amazing. Yeah, she would have been. Um... So the programme... When we went out for dinner on Saturday, I came and knocked. Kathy, ready? No, I'm not ready. Come on. So we said, no, no, I'm coming. I'm watching. Come on, give it. So you were doing your, your your hair and all that stuff, and the telly. Good, by the way, good imitation of me doing my hair. Thank you. There. And the telly was on, and I went, "Why is this rubbish?" And it's it was hosted by Mel Goodroich. 
who I think is brilliant. I've, I, I've worked with her. I think Mel and Sue, I, honestly, I think Mel and Sue, without a shadow of doubt, I've never seen Bake Off. And it doesn't interest me in the slightest, but I think Mel and Sue are two of the greatest presenters we've got. And I've always thought, um, it's really interesting to see Sue go off and kind of become, I know Sue is now a big star on her own, but I always thought, oh, Mel, and, and Mel is now hosting stuff on her own. I think she's brilliant. I think she's so funny. Do you think they're better than Sam and Mark? Oh, I like Sam and I know Sam and Mark a little bit. I, I, I know them. Say hello. To, I like Sam and Mark. I think they're very funny. I went for a job. I went for a job hosting the um, the midweek draw of the lottery. Right, and I tell you, I went for it. Two reasons. One, it's filmed just near Gerard's Cross, which is where my mum lives. Filmed t- ten minutes past my mum is where Camelot is. Two paid a thousand pounds. For an hour's work. Did you know that I went for a screen test there? Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to be the online face of the balls. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go and for it. was at Jared's Cross. No, I mean... I no. did it. I did it. And I did the audition straight as a die. And you had to do it in the studio and you had to do it properly. And it was all the titles. And you had Alan Dedicote, the voice of the balls. And uh, and I did it. And I didn't get the job. Right. And I said to him, I asked my agent, I said, can you get some feedback? Because I I did that. And they'd asked to see me. I played it straight down the line. I was being Dermot O'Leary and Vernon Kane. They yeah. came back and they said, I was too subversive. What? I think, I think it was. Anyway, Sam and Mark were trying out for it as well. And I said to the producer, I said, you shouldn't give it to me. Give it to Sam and Mark. I think they're brilliant. I think they were trying out. I said, I think they're brilliant. They didn't get it either. They are good, though. They are funny. Kids love them. They do Junior Bake Off. Let's get Sam and Mark on the show. All right, let's see. Have I got their number? I did have their... Um... Hang on a minute. A little bit of showbiz, guys. I did have their numbers. But I was always confused as to which one was... Um... What's Sam's last name? Oh, I don't know. Okay. What's the other and one? Mark. What, what's his name? Mark. Sam and Mark. No, I've not got their numbers. Hang on. What's Mark's name? Number? Sam Nixon and Mark Rhodes. No, I don't have their details. Uh, let's get them on the show. Tweet, I'll tweet them in a minute. We'll get them on. I like them. I think they're funny. Uh, but Mel, I think, is... Br- uh, Mel and Sue, I think, are brilliant. We've got some really good people on telly at the moment. Um, and, and, and Mel is one of them. But, 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 the programme that she was hosting was the biggest pile of horse manure I've ever <laughs> seen. Pitch battle. And she was great. She was doing... Uh, that's what it's called, pitch battle. She was doing great. Um, um, it, but it was the weirdest thing. So it's that choir master. Yeah, Gareth thingy. I mean, guys, rock choir had about 20 minutes, okay, right? But... W- Choir masters are not are not cool. Right? Oh, he's I like no. Him. Yes, Kelly's who I th- I love Kelly's. I didn't know that's what she looked like, but yes. I love that song, Little Star. That's what you are. Um and um Seal, he's yes. being kissed by a Rosanna. We're a little survive unless we get. Was that him? Yes, a little crazy. That was Adamski though that made that Adamski killer. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're on, and it's choirs. It's not even. It's like choirs, or and they come out and they sing, and have battles about right. singing. But they're not. It's rehearsed. It's rubbish. Many years ago, when was when was Glee? When was Glee a thing? What five six years ago? Oh yeah, long I was time really ago. into. I really liked it, and but I remember watching the first one and thinking, "This is crap. I'm never watching." Oh, hang on a minute, I get it. And then I really enjoyed it, and I used to yeah. watch it until yeah. it got crap again. 
But I remember thinking, this is going to be a TV program one day. Yeah. These these contests yeah. they have in America because they are slick. But then I thought, mm, but they won't work in England because the Brits are too self-conscious and they would not go for it the way these kids do. Say kids, they were kind of professional 20-somethings, weren't they? But they're doing it. I don't believe... I don't believe half of that contest, right? There was it's supposed fine. to be an element of, the right, right, what, the wheel, spin the wheel of chance and let's see what songs you're going to oh, sing. Oh, it's going to sunshine. They've, they've sunshine. Oh, oh, God, we don't know any songs about sunshine. Um, any quick, any songs about that? Good, because they've rehearsed it. Yeah. I suspect some of those people may have been miming as well, if I'm completely what? honest. Um, but we do that from time to time. I remember when the movie Spellbound came out and spelling bees were a thing i was presenting a, a breakfast show on channel four and, and they we did a spelling bee and i was just thinking God, this is so what busy. does the bee stand for um i always thought it was bee as in a buzzing bee yeah but why let's see if we can work that out we should be able to work this out we're intelligent people spelling bee bee what does a bee do buzzes it collects pollen it uh, makes honey hmm that's a bloody good question you'll come up with there, Catherine. Thanks. Um, okay. Because um, you can have a sewing bee as well. Oh, I don't know. Is the answer to that? Um, don't Google it. And I know you're going to because you, you, you just look at I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm you, actually not, though. You are, though. I'm not, though. But you are. I am not. And I've caught you, do, I caught you doing this at Simon's house on Friday. You started Googling something. Yeah, I was Googling, how do I get back from Newcastle? Why don't you Google what that means? Because I know that The way well. you get back from Newcastle is you fall asleep in my car while I'm driving for five and a half bloody hours. Yeah, because hours. you won't talk to me. Boring. My sister's just tweeted me. And th- some people may find this offensive. I've, nev- I've never heard this in my life. But me and my sister didn't talk to each other at school. She was too cool for me. Did she, she forbid says, you from speaking or did you do that? She forb- forbade me. <laughs> She says, we used to say at school, bloody in the Bible, bloody in the book. If you don't believe me, take a bloody look. What does that even mean? Kids are nuts. A lot of these things go go back to like Victorian times or the war or the plague. Loads of these things go back to those things. What does that mean? Things go back, back in time? No, that's where they originate from. What, what's wrong? Sorry, what have I said that's dumb? You, go on, tell me what have I said that's dumb. Well, what you've said is, history happened. No, no, I, well, I haven't. I've said a lot, a lot of th- these things go back to the war. Yeah. Or medieval times. I didn't say that's the Victorian times Victorian or the plague. Times, or the, pl- the plague. Yes. When was, when was the plague then? But it doesn't matter when the plague is. Ring a ring of roses is about the plague. I've not been hoist by my own baton. I said a lot of these kids things go back to the you war. You didn't say kids things. A lot of no. things go back, you said. <laughs> You're just talking about things you say in the playground. It's not just, we've, there's a full stop, now we finished, new subject. A lot of things hey, come things from... happened, didn't they? I was talking about things every... Hang on a minute. Pablo? You didn't get it. Pablo? Hip, hip, hip. You got that I was talking about kids things in the playground, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You suck. You he absolute sucker. He got it because he's he's he pays attention. He's not he's not um he's not thinking about um getting tongs for your for the hair. He hasn't got any hair. He had, that. He had to bring that up, didn't you? We met Pablo at the weekend. Yeah, we did. We'll come to him after the break. Yeah. He had um 
He can't hear me now. I don't. He think. shaved his head. Special. You can't. You can't hear me, can you, Pablo? Uh, no, no, not at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, he shaved his head special. He had, um, he phones in a lot. He looked a lot more mad than I was expecting. Proper eyes of a killer. Do you know what I mean? Even you said it yourself. I never said that. I, we came out and I said, did you see Pablo's eyes? He went, yeah, eyes of a killer. I never said that. Yes, you did! I said. Yes, you don't even give me that. Don't even give me that. <laughs> Pablo, uh, we'll come to you in a minute. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh, 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 0344 499 1000. Uh, Paul, what? What do you want? Okay, I happen to know what spelling B means. That's excellent stuff. Well done. Uh, d- but don't show off. Yes, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 So, uh, are we hearing what the, uh, the origin of the sewing bee is? Oh, no, I cut him off. Oh, good, good. Um, oh, yes, um, excellent show, uh, last night at, uh, the stand. Very good. Hey, thanks very much for coming. It was nice, uh, um, uh, to meet you. It was nice to meet everybody. Kath and I came, the, f- uh, the first half, we thought, God, this is, uh... Seemed really quiet. Top crowd, flat, and I'd use up all my talking points. I have a few talking points. But, um, the second one picked up. People seemed to enjoy it. It was, um, it was a nice little turnout. So thank you for coming, Pablo. Nice to meet you at last. No, it was a pleasure. And, and I'd like to say it's more like calm, limpet pools... Sorry? Um, rather than the, the cold dead eyes of the killer. Well, actually, Kath has corrected me on what was said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, did you see Pablo's eyes? He looked like a killer. And you said... Nah, more of a nut job. There we go, you see. That was the conversation <laughs> that was... Well, I could be both. Yeah, well, exactly! Could be Multitasking. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> well, at least that's what I'm going to plead when they uh, finally get me to court. Anyway. <laughs> you were shorter than I imagined. Well, you know, you're, you're just really tall. No, I know, but I just, I, I've been tall all of my life, so I've, I've kind of, I've, my height perception is, and, and height guesstimation is pretty spot on. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, what, are you 5'8"? That's have you know, I'm 5'11", 6 on a good day. All right, mate, yeah. So, right. Pabs, what did you think of Ian? He's, he's taking you apart. <laughs> um, gangly, could have possibly shaved for the appearance. Thank you. Um, Growing a beard again, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's all uh, it's all good. I appreciate it's all, a t-shirt. It's all there. He dressed up for the occasion. Yeah, yeah. I wore I wore a, 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 a zombies t-shirt. That, that I'm I'm happy to. Kath um, uh, tried to make an effort, but um, I had the wrong bra on. I had to do some um, blue Peter job. There we mine. go. You see. So below oh, below yeah. the glamour, there was some sticky back plastic. Well, of course, I don't know if uh, Kath looked uh, looked lovely. Uh, all right, mate. This is just all right. Thanks guys. very much. I, I appreciate the of course. All right, guys. Let's just let's just get to the point of this call, Pablo. Um, <clears throat> well, t- two points. One, whilst I've just been on hold, uh, have you watched any of uh, Taskmaster on Dave? I don't really watch TV, and I certainly don't watch. As Catherine will will tell you, I find it very difficult to watch people. Um, um, who <laughs> I have worked with or know people who've worked with. Or, or any way, might have a slight beard. I, I, I find it really difficult to watch... Um, Anyone. White, British comedy actors, presenters, performers in their mid to late 40s on television without going, he's a tosser. Yeah, well, that should be me. I used to work oh. with him. He's, uh, I, I, I just can't do it. I'm so in, full of bitterness and resentment. But you recognise that's what it is, and you know oh. that it's... That's, it's um, oh, yeah. The same reason I ended up sitting underneath a portrait of Lauren Laverne yesterday and yep. seething. She's your nemesis. She is, but I'm sure she's nice and we'd probably get on. 
She was once very rude to me on a train. So, was uh, she? Good. No, I, I, I will not. I will not have a bad word said against Double L because I, I've worked with her and she is one of the nicest I bet people she is. you could ever hope to meet. But she's stolen my. It's a life. shame she's not in radio mm. production because I would I would totally approach her um, and see if we could we could get some kind of deal going where she would produce yeah. me. Well, well, to be fair to her, she, she was being uh, greeted by the cold dead eyes of a, a killer or, or a potential madman. So uh, yeah. that'll turn anybody rude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, Mel, Mel Gidroich, or however you pronounce it, yep. is on, is on, well, was on the most recent series of Taskmaster. Okay. And it was quite interesting because Noel Fielding was on it as well. Okay. And obviously it was the interim period between bake-offs. Yes. So that was quite uh, quite an interesting. Okay, little handing over of the baton. Yeah, but she was uh, she was very good in that. Yeah, she's um, excellent. She's excellent. She's she's one of the funniest people I've ever uh, worked with. What was best about her is that every one of the they get a task written on a scroll with a bit of wax on it. Yes. And every little bit of wax uh, she saved and put in a pocket to take home oh. for whatever task she wanted to do with it at home. Okay. Which, uh, okay. Was endearing. So, waxing. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh yes, and we didn't get the, the Q&A section last night so. Oh no, the only reason I said we're going to do a Q&A section Is because I thought, um, this is a really tough crowd And I've used up all of my talking points <laughs> um, uh, So I better think of, I better pretend cause th- That there's a plan That there's a plan, yeah <laughs> So we, But we, we, we didn't need it in the end We were saved by Tony Robinson I don't know if you know it's by Tony Robinson That he was actually calling from a car park in Nottingham yeah. So, like, the uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, the old Maid Marion uh, yeah. connection yeah. there. I, I, I just found that interesting okay. at the time. Okay. No, no, but uh, you mentioned the I'm will losing the will to live with this phone Sorry. call, Pablo. Sorry. What the well, hell is going on? Well, I've, I've, um, I was a, a little bit worse for wear this morning. There we go. Well, I think you need to go and have some Alka-Seltzer, young man. Have some Alka-Seltzer, for goodness sakes. I got the hippie, hippie shakes. It's in the bag. Here's the thing. Hippie, hippie shakes, right? What's that about? It's before hippies. It's before hippies. So he means like he's got he's shaking in his hips, his hippies. He's calling his hips his hippies. I've just worked that out as I've 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 just deconstructed the song Hippie Hippie Shake by the By the Swinging Blue Jeans. Swinging Blue Jeans. It's in the bag. Oh, the hippie. You shake it to the left. You shake it to the right. You do the hippie shake shake with all of your mind. Whoa, baby. It's a good dancing song. It's a great dancing song. It's a great dancing song, but it's confusing because it comes from the 60s and it mentions the word hippies. And so you think it is about peace and love, man, past the reefer. Um, It's not. It's about hips. It's about actual hips. Those crazy bones. Those crazy bones. How accurate is them bones, not. them bones? Is it not? I don't think it'll get you through medical school. Hey, I've got a test tomorrow and I was kind of um, nope. banking on that. Hey, um, this is brilliant and I've heard it. Absolutely brilliant. It's, and it's a mate of mine this has happened to and I was really thrilled. And I know that he's um, been stressed about it. It's been going on for a while, right? It's been going on for quite a while. But... Um, I've, I've kind of said to him, he's, he's phoned me up a couple of... Watco, Ian Watkins, who's a presenter on Mansfield 103. Um, and it's a cracking little station up in Mansfield. And he loves it. And he loves it, and he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He's one of the funniest people I've, I've, I've ever met. And uh, Anyway. Um, and he, he, was, he was worried because someone is hijacking the airwaves there and, um, um, and playing a very rude song over the airwaves. And he told me about it. And I said, and I kind of said, right, um... 
And I wasn't, I was never going to talk about it on air, but it's in the papers. So I, you know, I, I feel that we can talk about it. And I said, um, right. Can you stop this person doing it? And he said, we don't know how they're doing it. I said, right. Well, fine. Once you know, all you can do is make sure you've checked everything in the studio to make, you know, if it happens again, all you can do is go on and apologize, you know, because obviously it's a small But they station. don't know it's happening, do they? Well, no, but people will know because they will be listening to yeah. it and they can phone in. But it's a small station. So if they had an Ofcom upheld, it would it would be a huge thing. It'd be a big, biggish thing for us, but it'd be a huge thing for them. Um, but 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 Ofcom, Ofcom, I, I, everyone's they're the the, re, the regulation body of the radio. And people go, oh, yeah, oh, Ofcom are the fairest thing. I've never had an Ofcom upheld because I know the rules. And we get people that keep making complaints. Oh, let's leave it. And um, it's just wasting their time because Ofcom know me and they know my show and they know the, the this show was a bit rude. Anyway, let me read this. Radio Ha Ha. Buff hijacking airwaves to blare out rude song. A radio pirate. Re- and this takes a bit of ingenuity. A radio pirate regularly hijacks a local station's airwaves to play a track with the chorus, I'm a winker, I'm a winker, the Ivor Biggin song, Doc Cox from uh, That's Life. The buff using a transmitter. Now, here's the thing, right, radio people listening to this, how does this work? Because if I'm honest, right, if I had this technology... I'd be outside Capital every day, do I mean, Capital probably got a stronger thing, but I'd, I would be outside... Where? LBC. Yeah. I can think of some tunes. The buff, using a transmitter, has done it 12 times in three months as he blares out the 70s novelty hit, The Winkers Song. It's Mansfield 103, and I, I hope that this gets them more listeners, because I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. In fact, it's so brilliant that if I didn't know the people that work there better, I'd think, hmm, someone's planned this from within. But they ha- I-, I know them, and I know they haven't. The most recent of the attacks, usually heard by up to 250,000 listeners. Guys, really? Where'd you get those stats from? Came yesterday during a live broadcast from a music gig. A source said yesterday they wait for inappropriate moments during live interviews then ruin the broadcast with this song. They use a much more powerful transmitter than the stations, basically overpowering it. Gosh. I'd love to own this technology. I've heard a rumour that it's someone on a a moped, because apparently mopeds have been seen, or a moped has been seen shooting off. Um... They, they use Where much... were you on the night in question? <laughs> DJs are terrified that at any point they can be hijacked, but we're powerless until the person switches off their equipment. Some people think it's hysterical, but kids are also listening to this stuff, which isn't great. The song includes the line, lines, I'm a winker. I nearly said it then, so I had to apologise. I'm a winker. It does me good like a bloody well should. I'm a winker, I'm a winker, and I'm always pulling my pud. God! It was a 1978 hit, top 30 hit for Ivor Biggin, later known as Doc Cox on Esther Ranson's BBC One. I remember, I remember that um, song getting passed around at school at the age of about 13, 14. 
Regulator Ofcom has even sent a radio van with investigators and a failed bid to intercept the road signal, rogue signals at Mansfield 103.2 in Nottinghamshire. Station staff last week saw, here we go, a moped rider behaving oddly outside with what seemed to be a radio aerial coming from his backpack. Uh-huh. He fled when approached. <laughs> I do hope that, that, that Mansfield 103.2, uh, or us... Give this guy a job when that when we find out who it is. Let's give this guy a job. Uh, boss Tony Delahunty told the Sun last night, "We're really keen to find this person. They are ruining the fun for a lot of people and offending lots of listeners too." My message to him is, and here we go. Here's the message that really is going to make this guy stop. You've had your fun. Now stop. Now, come on, Tony. I met Tony. He's a nice fellow, right? But you've had your fun now. Stop. Come on. Uh, We are prepared to do all that's necessary to bring you to justice. It's not illegal to own a transmitter, but malicious use can fetch a £5,000 fine. Two years in jail. Wow. Um, I think think it's brilliant. I think it's naughty. Um, and I hope that it, that more people tune in because it's a cracking little station, actually. Um, I, I did a show on there. I, I, I did a, a we called it Ian Lee's Christmas Balloon. About when was that? What about five years? More than five Christmas years ago. Balloon. Eight years ago. Oh, the joke. The the, the title was you know, Watco said, "What do you want to call it?" Oh, Christmas Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's and it's good, and they've got some good stuff on there. So I I hope. Um, I hope this works in their favour. They won't get an Ofcom upheld against them, which is what they're worrying about, because they're doing everything they can to stop it, and Ofcom is a very fair uh, regulator. 0344 499 1000. All coming up before the end of the show, It's uh, we'll have our postcard from Newcastle. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late-night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, you will hear a little postcard, a little snippet of us um, driving around Newcastle. And squabbling. Squabbling in Newcastle. Paul keeps emailing us facts, right, that he thinks no one knows, right? Yes, I'm finally off after this. Sent me loads of emails, I ignored. But do you know, Kathleen, I happen to know from back of my crazy brain, I remember. No, I've not Googled. Lauren Laverne started out in a girl indie rock band. Yeah, I know, called Kanicki. The album was called At The Club, and it's a brilliant album. And there's about half a dozen good songs on there that stand the time, including um, PVC. PVC. What was Kanicki's hit? I liked Kanicki. I thought she was in something called Mint Royale as well. Is that wrong? Um... Listen to here we Oh this is this is the Kanicki hit. Listen. Listen to this. Oh this is a great album. Oh Yes Remember this? Nope. She's dancing home. She is making cocaine. Alright, how about this? Now it's all gone wrong. Brother Chuck and Jessica Cole. Hunting Wilson is dangerous. Cause 
Cause I am the best Don't you ever dare to forget Get up on your knees, I believe it I think that everyone knows better when they're sad This will to be sad It's up to you Alright, how about this? Has Dermot got a single we could play? Who? Dermot. Dermot O'Leary? Yeah. No. Pity. You trying to have a pop at me? I see mm, what you're doing. Well, you're George ramming what's, this one home, aren't what you? What was this? It's a good album, actually. I like that. Um, Did Vernon Kay do a song? <laughs> I think he might have done, actually. Um, where was I going with that? I was going somewhere with that. Can't remember. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. Um, you know, I got the, the boot from the BBC for not re- for standing up for my gay brothers and sisters. I, and, I vaguely remember that, yeah. Remember that, right. Yeah. Okay. There are some people there whose names keep popping up. Remember Nick Conrad? Yes. He um, suggested that um, in a phone-in that sometimes <laughs> women got raped and it's probably their fault. They should keep their knickers on. Yeah. I also know something else about Mr Conrad, which I will, um, I will not divulge on air. But he quite vociferously um, challenged people. The real-life Alan Partridge. BBC Norfolk DJ stole rivals gig posters in a petty feud. What? Featuring a local radio presenter, pretty petty grudges and a Norwich backdrop, it has all the makings of a storyline about Alan Partridge. BBC Radio Norfolk DJ Nick Conrad was just about to get, begin his breakfast show when police took him off to quiz him about allegedly stealing concert posters after a feud with a rival. The 32-year-old DJ and events... This guy had the, the, the world at his feet. He did shows on LBC. He was at WM. I replaced him at WM. You know something's not going right for someone when you, you do a cover shift for someone and you say to the boss, just to let you know, I really enjoyed that. If, you know, if that guy ever leaves, I'd, I would happily come and do it. Two weeks later, you're doing that slot. Oh dear. The 32-year-old DJ and events organiser, Ollie George, 30, are both promoting outdoor concerts just a week apart at Stately Homes near Norwich and became embroiled in a poster war, plastering their own signs on top of the others. The squabble escalated to such an extent that Mr George accused Mr Conrad of stealing his posters and called in police, who then accused him of wasting police time. Mr Conrad has been advertising two events at Cromer Hall with British, the British Symphony Orchestra on the first weekend in August, while uh, Mr George is organising events the weekend before at nearby Taverham Hall, including a concert by Jules Holland. It came to a head when Mr Conrad found Mr George's signs on top of his Cromer Hall ones in the town of Cromer itself and allegedly ripped them down. After Mr George reported him to police for theft, officers turned up at the station to quiz him and allegedly found Mr George's signs in the boot of his car. The in the boot of whose car? Mr Conrad's 
God. The incident Criminal genius. made the DJ ten minutes late for his show and the BBC had to find a stand-in. According to sources, the married father only removed the signs because he knew they were put up without necessary permission. Mr Comrade was not arrested and no charges were brought against him. He was upholding the law, was he? Meanwhile, officers gave the other guy, Mr George, a stern telling off. A force spokesman said police inquiries found no basis to the allegation of theft and no criminal offences were identified. The informant has been given the strongest possible words of advice. With the words of advice, grow up! Uh, no, no, no. The DJ, Mr Conrad, was allegedly dropped for subsequent events with this company after he made controversial comments on air while discussing Ched Evans, the footballer convicted of rape in 2014. He said, quotes, women have to understand when a man gives certain signals, he'll wish to act upon them. And if you don't wish to give out the wrong signals, it's best to keep your knickers on. <laughs> all I did was say that people that had a go, that thought gays were sinners were bigots. That's all I did. I, did, I did, didn't talk about women wearing knickers. Um, Mr Comrade, who apologised for the comment, faced an off-com investigation, but was cleared. So was I. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Gosh, guys, really. Why can't they just do one big concert together? I know, guys, please! We just want the music. We just want the good vibes, don't we? Um, uh, I was going to talk about BBC Local Radio, but there's no point, is there? Um, there is no point. There is no point. I'm just going to say, there's enough negativity in the world. I don't need to, uh, I don't need to add to it, do I? Hmm. We do enjoy listening to it on our travels. Isn't it, though? Oh, I was going to, oh, look, I haven't got time now. Uh, graduates can't cope with office life, says bosses. I was going to do that. Then I was going to do no time to cook, sew or have a lie-in. It's motherhood in 2017. Things modern mums don't have time for. <gasps> Having a spring clean. What's in this? Is this in the Daily Mail? <laughs> yes. OK. Darning socks. Yeah. Cooking evening meals from scratch. Who's written this? <laughs> a a woman? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, ironing bed linen. Who irons bed linen? Well, I like it when it's done. If I was having guests over, they yeah. would get ironed bed linen. But okay. everyone else can lump it. I, I mean, I like it when it's done, but I can't be bothered to do I it. I have to be feeling very energetic for that to happen. I don't even iron things anymore. Oh, really? I couldn't tell. You, I, I save you the bother because you were going to say it. I never said that. You were going to. You were going to say it. I wasn't. It was. Don't you speak for me? But I would never dream to. As a bloke ever, when you've gone for a meal with a bloke, right, has the bloke ever said, "I will have the, um, I'll have the carbonara, and for the lady, she'll <laughs> have the sea bass." Has the bloke ever ordered for you? You've known me for five years, right? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I know that if we were in a restaurant and chips were on the menu. Um, and the lady will have uh, double chips. <laughs> do, do you do cheese on top? <laughs> so, yeah. No. Um, uh, oh, I, I tell you, we'll have a break in a minute and then we're going to play a little postcard that we uh, recorded. You're going to hear us having oysters for the first time 
ever. Neither of us had had oysters, and we were by the beach. And it was a lovely day, and we, we you're going to hear us have oysters. It has to be said, right? I've, it's the most disappointing thing I've ever had. And we had it with fancy dressings. We had to ask five times for the fancy. Do you want classic? No. It, it, anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll, we'll tell you what you're about to hear. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. So anyway, 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 we had a lovely time in Newcastle. We were made to feel very welcome. We went to to Simon's house and did the show from Simon's house on Friday. And uh, on Sunday, we were guests at the Stand Comedy Club, which is a mighty place and does amazing roast dinners. And it was a joy to meet all of you and and, and, uh, everybody who came down on the saturday we had a day free and um we decided to go on like a little tour of of the surrounding areas and i'd seen a sign that said coastal route uh, about 45 minutes away so instead of googling where should we go i we just drove you know like idiots and um well, we didn't find anything for Absolutely ages. So um, please sit back and enjoy Cathanian's postcard from Newcastle. OK. Um, we have had a very eventful day. It's Saturday afternoon. It's ten to four. Um, the hotel we had originally stayed in, our rooms were disgusting and my shower was filthy. What was wrong with your room? Well... You know when you lie down on the pillow and you feel like maybe you're not the first person who's put their face on it? Yeah. That. Well, And you're hoping it's the face. Um, and also, I'm always wary of brown sheets. Um, so, we kicked up a stink and we left in a huff. <laughs> uh, so then we checked in, then I booked us a hotel online. Um, Based entirely on what the rooms look like, right? Yeah, yeah, and the rooms look wicked. But then we got there, and this is... Listen, I grew up on a council estate, so this isn't a dig, but the hotel is on a, is, is slap-bang in a council estate, and it looks like an old community centre. No, it looks like an old people's home. It, it really does look run down. Anyway, we've paid. I, I, I asked, and we couldn't get a refund. So, then we're like, are we near... What's wrong? Creepy thing in someone's garden. Well done. You've really painted a picture there for the <laughs> listeners. So then... You didn't let me stop to look. Yeah. So then, we're like, well, we're near the, the sea. It's a lovely, beautiful, sunny day. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> so we spent two hours driving, trying to find the beach. And then, will you tell the dear listener what happened? We wanted chips, so we found this cafe. Guess what? They sold virtually everything apart from chips. And the food that we have eaten has poisoned us. I think it might have. Yeah, pulled pork. Pulled from what? Well, I, I, yes, I, I think they might have pulled the pork off anyway. So we've... Anyway, so it's now ten to four. We also had delicious ice creams. Let's, well, <laughs> let's save that. Let's save the ice cream story for later because okay. I'm still fuming about that. But <laughs> basically, you bought two ice creams that I could eat neither of them. Um, so anyway, so we've... Listen, I don't want to dwell on the negative. So we spent all day driving around in the car and arguing. But, ne- but, but then I looked online, which is perhaps what I should have done initially, and I found Timemouth. Yes, you did. And we have driven to it, and it looks brilliant. So far, it would appear there is nothing wrong with this place, but surely, surely that can't be so. Let's, um, 
Let's have a look around. Oh, look, there's camper vans. All right, fair, fair enough. Um, we've just we parked a little bit out of town because I'm too tight to pay for parking. Taking us 15 minutes to walk into town, and then we've got there, and Kath dropped the bombshell. That I haven't got my purse, but I paid for the last thing, so I thought it was your turn anyway. Yeah, I've done all the driving. So, got to walk back 15 minutes to get my wallet, and then walk back another 15 minutes. Call it uh, two ice creams. Feel it a punch in the nose. Well, we got here just in time to see the market closing. Um, I got very excited because there were um, lots of old computer games, Spectrums in their boxes, Ataris, things like that, but everyone was packing up. Um, and now we're in the middle of Tynemouth, and um, there's just loads of camper vans and stuff. I don't really know what's going on. One, one bit of good news is I've lost Boily. I'm on my own. I'm freestyling. Um, and it's much, much more peaceful without her. Someone with a microphone over here talking loudly. Being, let's be honest, being annoying. Uh, you'll be disappointed to know that I've found Catherine again. I was just looking at stuff. What's going on here? Hello, sir. Boris Johnson embraces. What are they going to do? Magic? Or singing? I could see an instrument. They're annoying me, so let's let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so yes, uh, we're going to begin by welcoming the next act on to build up a nice crowd. Just come in, come in. ladies on the phone down here. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who is it? Can I talk oh, to? Oh, them? Who, Who is, is it? Who is it? More no- is this here every day or is this a special day? I think this is special day fun times. Is this like a fate or something? In many ways, yes. It's too too many people. Well, you googled this, right? Well, I mean, googled it. I kind of, very loosely. What the hell is going on here? Oh, it's people doing theatre in the street. Mime. All we need is mime. Oh, God. Excuse me. Not interested in mine. Come on. Out the way. Say that again? So there's a lot of coppers here. Are they expecting it to kick off soon? Oh, they're so busy. This must be like a festival or a, or something going on. Look, there's there's um, there's a band playing. There's um, thousands of people. Um, and we just think we spent the entire day arguing in my car because you're an idiot. When we could have been out here... It's going to stop recording now. What? Sorry. You've got a pound coin. Otherwise, I'm going to have to break at 20 for chips. Well, I, I have, but... Well, so I'm, ba- I'm paying for it, am I? some of your own chips. We'll just get one portion of chips between us. All right, then when you... I'm not going to be able to eat... Flipping heck. You're like that waiter. With the missing pound. I just don't get it. And But also... That guy, how that guy is a dishonest waiter. They should have sacked him. He has not got the authority to be making decisions like that, has he? Without telling the customer, that's fraud. What a git! You can ask. Are you asking? Can we just get some chips, please. What's that? Yeah. Just one portion of chips. One portion. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Dom. This is what we came for. 
This is what it's all about. Chips. This, uh, uh, to quote um, the theme tune to our V-Design pet, this is living all right now. Yeah? Thank you very much. Chips, better get a big portion. Lar large portions. A lot of people carrying beer, including yourself. No, I'm not carrying beer. You're carrying two pints of beer. And you know I don't drink, so they are for you. <laughs> Listen, and that's after drinking t several double G and T's. I've got to have something to numb the pain of being with you 24-7. Can I just say, guys, well, please... Well, 24-2. What? No, that, it's not even 24. 24 means all day. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Eight, one and a half. <laughs> you see... Please drink responsibly because your basic math skills will go. We're being served. Your, your basic math skills will come an absolute cropper. Can you add two and one? She's sticking her fingers up at me, but still not spilling a pint. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Indeed. Get some um, vinegar on those. Those aren't yours. We're going to go. We have come to the beach. More on that later. And um, those chips weren't very satisfying. No, or big. But then we've seen an oyster bar. Right, so... I've never had oysters. No, and I was attracted by the word bar. So, together, yep. this could be an adventure. Oh, they're queuing for the toilet. All right, we were in the toilet queue there. This is the oyster queue. Okay, we could be joining that queue shortly after this. Uh, yeah, probably. But we were queuing in the toilet queue. Look at these. It's just it's just a meaty rock, yeah. I have no idea. I think I think it's probably going to taste like bogies. So, all right, lovely. We're waiting. We're waiting. I think we've been queuing in the wrong place for about twenty minutes. Can we get four oysters, please? A glass of white wine, and I'll get a lemonade. This oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's fine, yeah. Thank you. Uh, can I get a lemonade? Thank you. Very strict. This is going to be great. Very strict rules. You sure you don't want a load of gin? Oh, that'll just make me maudlin. You don't want that. Well, we've just had our first oysters ever um a little bit disappointing well some people go out for oysters don't they and it's a big treat and they'll go looking for the finest and it's i mean they're sea bogies essentially yeah i mean it's less of a it's basically a bush took a trial isn't it i'm glad we didn't go for the classic i'm glad we went for a flavored one because otherwise it would have just tasted of nothing yeah did you give it a lick when it was going on the way down sorry oh, did you actually swill it or i chewed it did you? Yeah, yeah. And how was that? I don't get it. I don't get it. No. Phil, oh, I don't get it. I didn't, I didn't chew mine. I gave it a little tickle as it went down, but I didn't... Are we talking about oysters still? Yes. Okay. Let's listen to these girls singing. Well, that is magnificent. We've got a castle, ruins of a castle to the right. We're in a lovely little cove and you can just see the sea straight.
stretching out for miles. Is that a ferry or is that a tanker ship? That's a, that's a container ship with g- containing um, probably spices from far off countries. Um, spices such as saffron, um, cinnamon, and um, origami. But I like to look at the sea and really just makes me feel alive, makes me feel human, makes me ponder the great mysteries of life. Makes me want a week. Can we go? Let's just enjoy the moment, please. It's actually, it's quite boring. Um, should we go and see what's on telly? Yeah. Talk radio. Dial up. Some dialogue. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.